0: I spent 20 minutes yesterday trying to convince one of my co-workers to watch Rick and Morty because he said the burping threw him off and he couldn't watch it. And I was like, they stopped doing that. They, yeah. they stopped doing that after the first season. And he just wouldn't. He's like, no, nah, dude, I can't watch that. I'm like, dude, it's so fucking good, though. It really is. It's, it's a great show. It's one of the best shows ever written, I'd say. It's up there with M.A.S.H. <laughs> it goes M.A.S.H., Rick and Morty.
1: <laughs> I like Workaholics better, but...
0: Okay, all right. All right. All right. We doing this? Yeah, we're doing it? All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of friends on purpose. I'm Chris
1: and I'm I'm not
0: Yeah, andrew's not here right now. He got held over at work. Unfortunately, I don't know if I want to keep doing that I'm not I'm here too because people don't know your names.
1: Yeah, that's fine
0: Unless I'm like I like Andrew and Mike
1: I like an
0: Ananinimini anemone. I got a lot of enemies Um but yeah, so we're just going to kind of talk about our musical past. I know we did that first episode with Mike, but that was a very shallow dive into it.
1: Yeah, I just kind of talked about like my t- first time, I guess, in yeah, STS getting, and getting didn't really it. yeah, get into anything ap- after that. And there was quite a bit.
0: Yeah, and I didn't realize because we were in talks. Settle the Sky just released a new EP. It's really good. I January to it. 1st, it
1: came out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, I just saw social media about it. What the hell?
1: Yeah, Algorithms man
0: Yeah right um, Yeah I listened through it I liked it And then I was like Oh man I bet we could get One of the members on here Because I thought That you were no longer In the band anymore For some reason From our conversation From our first episode But you're still in the band Yes yeah, so I still play bass <laughs> In the band now <laughs> Yeah so Here we have a member Of uh, Settle the Sky In their new album Year of Ruin mm-hmm. Yeah Which is It was really good I, I, I enjoy
1: it, it. I, uh, I've said this before I actually said this In another interview We did out uh, um, an interview with Substream Magazine. I'm stealing one of these. I want to try it.
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead. We're, I'm drinking on a Great Lakes uh, American lager with lime.
1: It literally says Mexican lager with
0: lime. Oh, it says Mexican, sorry. Hey, Mexicans are all right with me. They're American to me, okay? <laughs>
1: That's not bad.
0: Mm. Nice slimy like beer.
1: Yeah, but anyways, uh, I said that in there. Uh, one of the my favorite parts about the EP is the fact that the first e p that we came out with back in two thousand and eight was at the time we were all just teenagers, like some of us were still in high school. Now
0: see, I personally, I like that e p better a because lot of it's do. a little bit goofy that a little but bit that's, fun.
1: That's my thing with it. Like, I don't necessarily think that that first EP was quote-unquote good. Not to say that it's bad. It was just fun. We were writing breakdowns in two steps, and that was it. Yeah, that's what I love. Yeah. (laughs) To me, the newer EP is, like, a lot more... I hate using this word when it comes to music, but I'm going to do it. It's a lot more mature. Yeah. It has, like, a, a more prominent, like actual musicianship feel to me yeah and i think that people can both enjoy it for its breakdowns and two steps which it also still has You're right but also take the songs as a whole and be like wow that's a really good song yeah the i only wh- wrote one of them so i'm not like tooting my own horn here yeah that the
0: <laughs> that uh outro to what was it it's like
1: air love or her love her
0: love yeah there's a weird o with a slash it. through it yeah. but yeah that that ending the way that ep ends is really nice mm-hmm. it's really cool
1: Put a lot of time and thought into that really i can't imagine though. dude it was super fun though. It was a good time. That yeah. that EP, I'm I'm really proud of it. We're all old and fat and
0: right. Are you guys planning <laughs> on doing a tour or anything? Not tours. Any um, shows.
1: Once, once shows come back, we want to do like some. Like our my goal personally is like yeah. two shows a year. Try to do like a local, maybe Toledo show yeah. or something. Yeah, like a Mi- then, Mickey Finns. Yeah, I don't think they do shows anymore. But, what?
0: I yeah. loved Mickey Finns. I got a good story about a show at Mickey Finns. That's
1: yeah. You got it. a lot apparently. Yeah. Um, and then. <laughs> Uh, I personally want to try to find, like, a festival in our area yeah. and try to do, like, a festival show. I was trying to get us on Furnace Fest, but...
0: Furnace Fest? I've never heard of that one.
1: It's down in Alabama.
0: Oh, okay. Have
1: you... You haven't seen this lineup?
0: Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. I have not. He's pulling it up. Mm. Which, by the way, I'm totally okay with people looking stuff up on their phone while we're doing this. Good. It's, like, sometimes we're just like, well, we'll look at that later, and then that moves us off of the subject. Yep. So... I gotta find uh, this flyer. Hold on.
1: I have a bajillion pictures. And they're mostly mm-hmm. work pictures and pictures of my child.
0: Has anybody messaged you on Facebook yet? Like, stop posting pictures of your kids. Nope. Good. Let's see. Oh, under oath. Okay. <laughs> taking back Sunday. Holy shit. I love taking back. That was a guilty pleasure for me back in the day. Yeah, I better make, make damn, damn sure, sure bro. My heart.
1: <laughs> Gonna make damn sure.
0: Uh but yeah, I will rock, still to this day rock the fuck out to some Taking Back Sunday and Killswitch. I was playing Killswitch earlier today. August Burns Red. Yeah. God damn. So the
1: reason that I decided, cause that show was supposed to happen last year. Obviously the pandemic didn't happen. It got Mayday moved.
0: Parade. Oh damn.
1: There's no joke. Like 15 bands that are doing reunions specifically for this one show.
0: Every time I die.
1: Tickets are expensive as fuck though. I paid 350 for mine. <laughs>
0: And did they reimburse you, or they're just like, when it goes, you'll, you'll be able to go?
1: They gave you the option.
0: Gotcha. When
1: the show got postponed, they sent out a thing that they were doing a 30-day window where if you wanted your ticket refunded, you could have it, or you could hang on to it.
0: Oh, nice. Andrew WK, fuck yes. <laughs> fuck yeah, Andrew WK. <laughs> the yeah. party monster.
1: We're uh, Me and actually a couple of the SCS guys are going down. We're going to run an Airbnb for the weekend nice. and just go down and have some fun. Hate breed. Yeah, there's a lot of really good bands on it. I actually found that show because From Autumn to Ashes yeah. posted about it, and I fucking love From Autumn to I've Ashes.
0: I've never listened to them. Really? Yeah. Uh-uh. No.
1: A disappointed. Now you song. think?
0: Would now would you be able to get the ability to throw up an EP at the end of the episode? Uh, one of your singles. Yeah, I, we I
1: I would double check with them just to be sure. Yeah, but I mean we yeah. own the rights to it. It's not on a label or anything, so we can do whatever the fuck oh, we bad. want. Oh, bet. Right all right,
0: now. so there might be a nice "Settle the Sky" song at the end of this.
1: I'll prove it with them I'll, first. I'll be just like to
0: be DJ, sure, DJ but... kick it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, actually, your first song on the EP had kind of like a, to me at least, a hate breed kind of groove to it. Really? The first one, yeah. That's the first band that popped into my head. Now, again, I'm not widely diverse in metal. Like, I cut into metal late yeah and by accident kind of didn't you well (laughs) it was i actually it was uh the man who must not be named gave me a cd it was the jägermeister lineup like demo disc lamb of gods hourglass was on there and i was like this is sick this is amazing and that was my introduction to metal before that it was like three days grace was as heavy as i got
1: that's a good point we should talk about that too what like your origins of how you got into metal
0: yeah, it was it was Lamb of God, and then before that, the heaviest I got was Three Days Grace, Green Day, like punk stuff, and then I heard Randy Blythe, and I was like, I can understand him. I can. <laughs> he's screaming, but I can understand what he's saying, and uh, yeah. So I immediately went out, bought Ashes of the Wake, and just it changed still, everything. Still, still holds up. Holds up. They Great hate that album. album. I hate the tone of that album, and I'm like, it's so good. The whole thing flows together so well, and you can listen start to finish, and you're just like, oh, that was a that was a full album. Like, what? It's really fucking. It good. just flows really well together. I haven't really seen any metal bands live, cause like by the time I got into metal, it was kind of out of my like going to concerts and like active stage in the music scene. Yeah. I was more like performing than anything. So most of the metal bands I got into were people I performed with. So, gotcha. They're like um, oh. Fuck! What was that? Adrian was one that we really got into. Their bassist, he's got like a twelve-string bass. He's yeah, fucking insane. I, and I, I was don't the understand bassist. how people are that good. I don't either. Yeah. I, I like to have piano fingers on a bass is just mm. it was insane.
1: I don't get it, but yeah. yeah. I got into metal, uh, so I actually started, we've talked about it before, and I'm right. sure we'll talk it, we're about it
0: again. do it again. I uh,
1: started out in, you know, youth group with Christian yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. so uh, my first introduction to metal was actually with Christian bands, so I listened to, like, as a kid, I always listened to music with my parents, my dad liked, like, classic rock, and my mom listened to, like, country and Christian music, right. so when I first started branching out, it was your stereotypical uh youth group music i You're listened right. to like uh stellar cart and DC thousand talk. foot crutch yes dc talk i <laughs> yeah. love dc talk back in the yeah. day um and then toby max solo stuff as well um who else i listened to but then i started getting into rap a little bit um and i listened to like christian rappers kj52 right. lecrae uh Petity, all the rappers that we're i we're gonna actually... have to have a rap off yeah We're well gonna... that's the stuff that got me into rap it's why i do rap now it was originally yeah. because i loved those like rappers yeah and then i started getting into like a couple quote unquote heavy ish bands yeah uh like pillar and pod yeah. things like that and <laughs> so what, is, what
0: does pod stand for
1: payable on death
0: okay that's what it stands I, for. i always wondered
1: yeah they released an album titled that but anyways um So one day we were at the Christian bookstore in Fremont Mm -hmm. with my mom, and there was this uh, Flickr Records demo like CD that had a bunch of different bands on it, Mm -hmm. and I liked like four of the bands that were on it, and I'd like begged my mom to buy it for me, so she did. And one of the bands that was on there was called Mortal Treason. The song was called uh, "Camp of Nomads," and it was at the time. The heaviest thing I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I was so.
0: And it was like. <laughs> no, it's, it's still. I'll,
1: I'll have to edit it out, but I'll play I, I think it like you a...
0: can. I think you can play like up to 10 seconds of a song and be okay. Oh. I think. I was just saying. I have to I'll double check. Like we'll a, have to look into that. If If not, we'll edit it out, but. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So you went real heavy. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. One. So so, I so if you don't know <laughs> if you're not friends with any metalheads when they hear something they really enjoy, their face does not uh relay that. Yeah. It looks like they you just put uh, something nasty in their face. Yeah, you, get like, that you mega just frown. farted You're just like, Ugh,
1: uh, that's dirty. Ew. And it is the best compliment you can get Absolutely. from
0: Absolutely. If you get an, a lip curl out of the riff you just wrote, like, you know, like, that's our new single right there. That's yep. it.
1: <laughs> that album came out in 2004, but that song was on that demo. Yeah. And. I, I'd never heard anything like it before, yeah, and it I was your little obsessed. Mind. Yeah. So I started just, like, literally getting on my dial-up internet at my house and Googling, like, Christian metal bands, <laughs> and from there I got into, like, Norma Jean was the next big yeah. one. I bought first metal CD I ever owned was that album. When it came out, I bought it. It's called A Call to the Martyrs. And then the second one I ever bought, and this was the one that I just put me head over heels, balls deep in love with metal, was yep. Norma Jean's Bless the Martyr and Kiss. The Child. Norma Jean
0: was good. Norma Jean I, was heavy too.
1: Fucking that album is the reason I am who I am today. From right. there it went on to like Zao, and I really got into becoming in the archetype after a while. Mm-hmm. Um who else? There's a bunch of Christian bands. Plea for Purging.
0: Um For Today. For which, today, that's the band I was talking about earlier. That I got mixed up with Muir being a uh, oh, Christian band. Okay, yeah. It was for today. I forget well, what song we used to Fuck
1: Maddie, he's a huge douche now, but uh
0: <laughs> douche big.
1: Yeah. But we got to play with them. They were actually like super good live. I was really impressed. Um but yeah, I got into a bunch of Christian bands and then from there I started branching out into, you know, the quote unquote secular world. And I mean that was probably I think I was thirteen at the time. And I think the only screaming music I had listened to before that was all because of JD, the vocalist and keyboardist for Settle the Sky. Yeah. Um, and he By the showed way, me, the, like, the,
0: his piano interludes and stuff on the EP, awesome. D- he's They're a really fucking genius. Good. Really good. He's
1: one of those people where his mom sang and his dad was like a sound guy and stuff like that. So he's literally oh, like, there's videos of him as like a baby playing like a little baby piano and singing.
0: Like that's... That's insane. He
1: was in all the plays in high school, doing the musicals and all that shit. Right. He's, he's stupid good. He's one of my, like, and I'm not saying this just because I'm friends with him or anything like that. Like, that aside, like, I've known JD since I was eight, yeah. but he is one of my favorite musicians to work with. Hell yeah. I love working with him, but um, he had got me into some of the earlier stuff, but it was, like, Emery was, like, the yeah. heaviest ever. It had some screaming in it, but right. it was still pretty heavily singing, stuff like that. Mortal Treason was really my segue. I was absolutely obsessed. Like, I had never heard anything like it, and I was yeah. like, I need more of
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. A lot of people, when, they, when they're when they just, like, into rock, and even if you're into classic rock, if you really, like, dig stuff like Zeppelin, like, that was kind of, like, the metal of the day, yeah. in my opinion. Like, like fucking Cashmere was heavy back yeah, then. Yeah,
1: it was. I mean...
0: Yeah, but if, like, but you have to find that band that's kind of your gateway. You can't mm-hmm. just, like, throw on fucking Attila, and someone's gonna be like, oh, this is great. Like, it, unless that's their niche. I thought of a funny there, there's story There's so many too. different genres of metal. There's so, so many different types.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite bands, like even still now, I would consider them one of my favorite bands is Underoath.
0: Yeah. First yeah, time yeah. I ever
1: listened to them, hated them. Yeah. I bought- Well, I used
0: to despise metal. I used to hate metal. I'd be like, uh, you can't understand. Like that. And that's why Lamb of God was good for me, because I was like, you can't understand a word they're saying. My dad was a vocal teacher. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why Why are they destroying their vocal cords? And then I heard Lamb of God, and I was like, well, I can understand him, and the guitar riffs are sick as fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, uh,
1: but I, I bought, uh, they're only Chasing Safety when it came out, mm. and which obviously their biggest, I would say, success probably, even though I think... Music-wise, *Define the Great Line* is their best piece of work. Um, I also really loved, and this is an, um, a popular opinion of them, uh, *Disambiguation*. When they got the drummer from Norma Jean, that album mm. was really fucking good. And I think that had they stuck with that lineup for another album, they would have released their yeah. best piece of work of their entire career because you could kind of tell they were getting used to each other mm-hmm. on that album. So it wasn't quite what it could have been.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, it's hard to get used to a new drummer. And Especially they've been had the metal. same
1: lineup for like a fucking decade. Yeah. So like you're working with the same people and uh, they had, uh, what the fuck is his name? That dude from the almost.
0: I don't know. I know. I'm, I'm I, awful with names.
1: Aaron Gillespie.
0: So they I had, know that name. <laughs> yeah.
1: They had him forever and he also sang on mm-hmm. it. So when he quit, they got the drummer from Norma Jean who yeah. is like, don't get me wrong. Aaron Gillespie is a fantastic drummer, great yeah. musician. Yeah. But the dude from Norma Jean, cannot be fucked with. Like that dude is one of the best like (laughs) technical like metal drummers and not like blast beat technical. Like he's just Just he's got crazy fucking symbols everywhere
0: can throw can throw a beat Anywhere into yeah. the measure like
1: I was So impressed with disambiguation when it came Out and I thought that they were gonna if they had really I re- honestly still to this day hold in my Heart that if they had released one more Album with that lineup it would have been the best Thing that they ever put out hmm. because it was Such a good direction for them but anyways so I Bought their only chasing safety when they came out and I absolutely hated it But <laughs> The girl that I had a crush on at the time loved Under Oh,
0: okay. So
1: what I did was, I right after I bought it, we were going I to... I
0: you sitting there listening. To, I hate it. I hate it. I'm going to listen until I love it.
1: <laughs> no joke. That is what happened. We were going to visit my family in like West Virginia or Pennsylvania, something like that. Yeah. I remember it was an eight-hour drive. I listened to the album on my little portable CD player with my headphones on,
0: yeah.
1: on repeat for eight hours until you were jamming all the way with there. it there yeah by the time we got there i knew every fucking word and i was obsessed with it and i never looked back i fucking love under
0: <laughs> <laughs> just then shove it down your throat for eight hours
1: i mean literally yeah. and by the time to find the great line came out i mean that album musically and just as a whole i'm still a fan of Like albums as a whole piece. A lot of bands just release albums that are just like, Like we wrote this song and this song and this
0: song. We wrote this song, all these songs in a year, we're going to throw them on the album. Yes. There was no, if there's no thought of beginning, middle, and end, Mm -hmm. like you can have good songs on there, but people are only going to listen to one or two songs on there. They're going to go to iTunes, just download the individual songs. But if you're able to make it all flow together, like Lamb of God's really good at that. Yes. They're like uh, Ashes of the Wake. Wrath, uh, fuck, what was uh, da, 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 da. It, the sacrament? Yeah, sacrament was really, Sacrament's good. A really Sacrament good was album. when Lamb of God was like, "Oh, we can do synth, <laughs> 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 we can do synth in our metal," and then they just took off with it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's got to it's got all flow. And for, that's, to really be a hit album.
1: That's why "Define the Great Line" always stuck out to me. Is that as an entire piece mm-hmm. that sticks out to me in their entire career yeah. as a so- solid front to back amazing album as a yeah. whole. Which again, back to Norma Jean, "Bless right. the Martyr and Kiss a Child." That's one of the things that I loved about that album. Yeah. Is like. You can go to that album and listen to just, like, one song, like, Memphis will be laid to waste, and it'll be yeah. fine by itself. But listening to the whole thing mm-hmm. from front to back is an experience. Yeah. And that's, I miss that bands It's all
0: that. about that transition between songs, how they, yeah. how they go in. Uh, one of my favorite transitions ever, and I'm, I'm going to talk Lamb of God again because that's my all-time favorite metal band. Totally fair. I need to see them live. I, I gotta see them. Even though I hear Randy Blythe's kind of an ass- he, he does, apparently he like the albums are written and then he shows up on recording day and is like, OK, I'm going to write the lyrics.
1: I believe it. he from I follow him on a lot of social media and stuff like that. And from what I've seen, he's I don't know if he's necessarily an asshole. He's just one of those people where he's very firm in his beliefs. Yeah. And whether he disagrees with you or not, he's going to stand by his guns to a full. Yeah.
0: If you watch any of their live DVDs, there is one, uh, Killadelphia. Yeah. Where you see Randy Blythe get in a fight with, uh, Chris Adler. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Randy Blythe's in a kill. Talking shit, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Chris Adler has enough of it and starts punching him. And at one point, Randy Blythe's head is just bouncing off the pavement with a cigarette still in his mouth, going Well, and they,
1: they they talk about that in interviews and stuff. They yeah. all used to be like raging alcoholics mm-hmm. and shit like that. Oh, it and was like bad. they used to get in fist fights like almost every yeah. other day. They're not that bad now. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: They're a lot more chill.
1: Yeah. But they're all, like, in their fucking 50s now.
0: Actually, I don't think it was Chris. I think think it was Willie. I think it was Willie. Because I can't see Chris popping off. He seems so meek. Their drummer. I don't
1: remember which one's which. Chris
0: Adler's their drummer. And he's the one that, like, I bike to practice every day. I bike six miles to practice every day. And that man, his drumming is just insane. They're,
1: They're all good. I don't understand, like, I've tried. I... I don't play drums really anymore. I yeah. can keep a beat and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But I did back in the day when I lived with the Settle the Sky drummer, yeah. I used to practice on his kit like a lot. And I was starting to get like, I wasn't great, but I was starting to get like good. The feel. Enough. You start feeling yeah.
0: your set, where to go from. Trying so- to play Lamb of God songs. Oh, it's insane.
1: The feet,
0: the footwork alone. He's just throwing triplets and quads just randomly. Fucking nuts. Because he's following those chugs. Like, he's doing some wild shit with his hands. He's keeping the rhythm with the cymbal and the snares and toms. And then the it's like he has ethereal legs. Yeah. He's doing random shit. He's playing a whole other song on his legs. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Back to best transition. Sorry. If you want to hear one of the best metal transitions I've ever heard, it's on Wrath, it's the instrumental intro going straight into um, fuck. What was the name of the song? I know the first um, lyrics of that album are "A sacred cash cow with sickly tits," and it's talking about the the Bush administration. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> but um, <laughs> fuck, what was it called? Uh, in Your Words. The passing into In Your Words is one of the best tracks because it just punches you square in the mouth. Oh, yeah, cool. and, and another thing was Lamb of God. Also, don't they always have like kind of a goofy song on their albums? Like on Wrath, it's Contractor. It starts off with you hear the drummer in the background going, (laughs) and then it just goes. And then you have Redneck from fucking Sacrament. Where if you ever seen the music video for that. The the it starts off with the dad playing guitar for his daughter. He's like, "Mary had a lit," and the daughter's just not for it. Like he's talking about singing at her birthday party, and the wife walks in with a newspaper and she goes, "What about these guys, honey? They look good." And it says, "Lamb of God." Yeah. So they they book them, and all of a sudden you just see a Lamb of God tour bus pull up as this nasty. Just kind of southern metal riff kicks off. They pull up to this birthday party and pour out of the bus, kicking over kiddie pools, throwing cigarettes in kids' faces. Like it's insane. I love it's so, both like, that video and that song. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good.
1: I so I probably get in trouble for this, but it's whatever. It's funny. So there's one time where there was this dude that worked for me.
0: Yeah, no Holtzbard.
1: That was uh, a metalhead, and he listened yeah. to Lamb of God and stuff too. So I had an invitation to him for like this town hall meeting at work or whatever, and I yeah. handed it to him and just said, "This is a motherfucking invitation."
0: <laughs> he lost his shit. He knew exactly what I was talking about. This is a
1: motherfucking invitation. Yeah, yeah no. it was so funny. God, he lost it. I got a few metal roots for me. I need
0: to get back into my metal roots because I've been listening to like Gorillas, Twenty One Pilots, that kind of stuff. I, I love barely the
1: listen to music anymore.
0: I, I yeah, it's to all mostly podcasts, podcasts. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I re- have recently. I have this weird beard hair that keeps poking me. In I hate
0: that, dude. Go take care of it. <laughs> like, that's so annoying. But, uh,
1: I recently rekindled my love for the Acacia strain. Oh, okay. Holy fuck, dude! The Dead Walk. What is it? 2021. So 15 years later, that album
0: still God, don't holds say that up shit. for me. Don't, that's been hitting me lately.
1: Yeah, we're old as <coughs> shit, bro. Don't worry about it.
0: Fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. Like, when 9-11 comes along in the year, I was working at Chipotle. This was the moment I felt like, fuck, I'm starting to get to the I'm getting old. Yeah. And I was probably like 28. But 9-11 came along in the, in the you know... Standard conversation. Where were you when you know the towers fell? And uh, my line cook looks at me and goes, "Oh, I wasn't there, but I learned about it in school." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Right." Like in my brain, for some reason, I thought everybody on Earth had a nine eleven story. Do you like? <laughs> you just gave me a really, really. <laughs> you got really
1: close. <laughs> that there are people in their second year of college who were not alive
0: when nine eleven happened. There are people fighting the war that started from 911 that weren't alive when 911 happened. 20 years <laughs> ago this year it yeah. will have happened. Yep. 20 years.
1: I do remember where I was at though. I was at home asleep.
0: I was <laughs> we, were in, we were in class and the 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 super smiley teacher walked into our class with a frown on his face, and we were all oh. like, "The fuck is going on?" Here? Well, I was
1: homeschooled, so like we were asleep. Yeah. We had done. I I don't remember what happened, but we had done something the night before, so we were all sleeping. In the phone rang. I woke up and answered it, and it was my mom's best friend at the time. She was like, "Turn on the TV," and I was like, "What channel?" And she's like, "It doesn't matter." It
0: doesn't. Ma- that's that's not what you want to hear. Yeah, I turned it, it on. That's saw like what was apocalyptic going on. event. Yeah, yeah.
1: I turned it on and. I didn't understand what was going on. And I'm like, well, I was asking her, I'm still on the phone with her. It was our home phone at the time, like the cordless. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? She's like, it was a terrorist attack. You need to wake your parents up right now. So oh, I went wow. and got my, my dad was still over the road, so, I think. At so the time. you broke
0: the news to your parents.
1: Well, I woke her up and I was like, I woke my mom up and I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, you need to come see this. And she's like, yeah. well, I was like, yeah. I was like, Kathy called. Like, we need yeah, we're there, like, something what, on the 11? TV.
0: We were probably like 11, 12 at the time. Sep- september oh one
1: i would yeah, it would have been eleven yeah. I turned twelve that November, yeah, so i uh I got my mom up and she came out and started watching it i I can't remember if my dad was there or not, but I remember she got the rest, my sister yeah. and my brother were there, and they came down, and it was just like i I totally didn't didn't understand. It didn't click. Like, okay, some
0: buildings got hit. What's the deal? And then they had to explain it to us.
1: And I'm literally like, because the news coverage was live, so I'm literally watching people jump out of windows. We had a kid get
0: expelled because we were sitting in class watching it, and uh, when one of the jumpers went, he goes off screen. Like, he's falling, and he goes off screen, the kid goes splat. Kid got expelled that day. Jesus. That day he was expelled. That's so <laughs> They fucked. were like, he's a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Get him out of here. But I totally, like, I did not understand yeah. what was going on. I don't know how we got to nine eleven for music, but.
0: I'm talking about getting old, and I, was, I said oh, yeah. that's when I noticed that I was getting old. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and metalheads are some of the nicest fucking people you will ever... Like, of course, there's some assholes out there, but... Uh, there
1: are the elitists.
0: Yeah, they're the, the snobs. The, the majority
1: of metalheads. That's not
0: death metal, that's uh, that's black metal, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't listen to that. But most of the time, metalheads, they're the the kindest, most helpful people yeah. you'll ever meet.
1: Yeah. Do you get into grindcore at all? No. I fucking love grindcore. Yeah,
0: you, ever, you ever get into pigcore? Like, Where it's just, it's squeals, squeals, it's yeah. just pig squeals and no lyrics or I anything. Just... That's yeah.
1: more called porno grind, but <laughs> no grind. It's what it's called, don't you judge me. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Literally. You ever heard of a band No Life? K-N-O-W-L-Y-F-E? Mm-mm. They used to play, they're not from this state, but they used to play like Sandusky and stuff all the time. I played with them at the underground like four times for whatever reason. That's what they were. And they were like, I just remember this one show we played with them because I was so fucking like, oh my God, we're never going to be able to play this venue again. We were, I think I was 18, but the rest of the guys were like all still in high school. Yeah. And most of the band's parents were there and they were the headliner. It was a Jägermeister tour and we got booked on it. Oh, shit. All yeah. Right. The headliner was them, and they're like talking between the song. And all of a sudden, he's like, This song's called How Things Go Bump in the Asshole. And I was like, Oh, we're never coming back here. <laughs> we did.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, How <laughs> Things Go Bump in the Asshole. <laughs>
1: that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. But yeah, they were pretty, like, they were like Porno Grind, like the really, like, weird stuff. But I like, I like mostly. What? what? You never heard of Porno Grind? No, I. Are, are you judging me? It's like, no, Oh, yeah. Porno <laughs> <laughs> google it you're gonna learn today but uh (laughs) i was more into like what they call gore grind which is like cattle decap yeah big
0: destroyer (laughs) my band used to love my impression of cattle decap's vocalist because i (laughs) our favorite video was just his isolated vocals with nothing done to them it's like That's pretty accurate. <laughs> right. um, but then once they do the production and everything, it sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah, really yeah. good. I,
1: Cattle Decaps is one of my favorite bands.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, love they're insane.
1: And Pig Destroyer. Pig Destroyer is another one. Pig
0: Destroyer is good. Um, Dude, have you heard their uh, Bur-
1: Book Burner album? Because mm. it is one of the most genius pieces of music I've ever fucking listened to. I love the I album. Download Book it right Burner. now. Do it. So good. It's like
0: 18 tracks on this but album. But look at
1: the length of it.
0: Oh, I started playing it. I was like, "What?" Oh, it's only 31 minutes long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real quick shit. Yeah. All right. One of that? their
1: older albums is called "36 Counts of Battery," and it's 36 tracks, and it's like 35 minutes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing about metal. is like you can, metal heads are are perfectly fine with just a minute. Of fast, quick, one breakdown, and that's it. And they're like, oh, that's set. sick. <laughs> let me see if fucking I can find sick. this
1: cover that they did.
0: Whitechapel was another one we were really into. We really liked Whitechapel.
1: So I have a... I'll, I'll,
0: In the fucking soul.
1: Let me get into this. So, hold on, let me see if I can find this before I forget. So I believe the reason this has so many tracks, it does. So if you see, these are bonus tracks. It's got 26 songs, 43 minutes. Yeah. These ones down here are covers that were actually on. I have the physical copy of it. It was a separate CD. Oh. They're all covers. But the one, this song, Deny Everything, it's 23 seconds long. Okay. It's a cover. It's a, like that's punk, it.
0: punk and metal used to go at each other when one wouldn't exist without the other. Yeah, which always they, blew they my mind.
1: A, they had a song, and I can't find it now. <clears throat> well, I guess it was they more the thrash. A twelve second song <laughs> by the Samoans, I think, is the original band. It's twelve fucking seconds, and <laughs> they covered it. But yeah, they're like, oh, God, uh, this is my jam. <laughs> this song right here, though, the Diplomat. This was actually in a Workaholics episode where they're killing the rats when they all decide they're <laughs> moving out. This yeah, is the yeah. song that plays. This is one of my favorite songs. I love this. songs. See, there I love go.
0: those I love those driving riffs. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of keeps you moving forward and keeps you going.
1: Any band that can have one guitarist and no bassist and still keep you enthralled has my respect. Yeah. Yeah, I'll
0: grab, another beer. yeah grab another beer. I mean we got beers everywhere. There's beers all over the place. But yeah, uh, I think one of the most underrated, and I think you can agree with me most underrated parts of any band is the bassist. Mm-hmm. Like, you take bass out, and you're going to notice a difference. You're going to yeah. be like, something's missing. There's that underlying, I'm not feeling it in my gut. There's <laughs>
1: like, there's ways to circumvent it, at least on yeah. recording. I mean, you
0: can get, yeah, in recording. Even live, but, you can use an octaver to, and tone it down a little bit, yeah. and it'll kind of put a bass line underneath you. But,
1: But I think that you miss a lot, especially live, from it. Like yeah. Mashuga's done that forever Oh yeah Like they, they just didn't Like I think they have a bassist live But like most of the recordings Well they play on like what
0: a 32 string like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> They like just don't have a bassist on most of their recordings yeah. And there's another band that I listen to I might have to look it up Because I can't remember the name I remember the song But I can't remember the band Oh uh, Reaping Asmodia. They're another super heavy They're not like as gent But they're yeah. really good if, I definitely recommend them. They only mm. have the one album out right now, but they had recorded their second, yeah. and they just haven't released it yet. But they're another one. They're they're a three piece: drummer, guitarist, and vocalist. That's
0: insane. to do metal within three pieces. And just... it's,
1: he plays eight strings, and he does <laughs> super. What's fucking... that tuning
0: like? So would it be standard bottom six, and then or top six, and then would it be A G, uh, or s- A B? E- so B would be your top a- string. Talking technical shit. Yeah. B a b a e a d g e.
1: So in uh, drop tuning, it's dr- double drop E. So what's two steps above E? Above E? Yeah. E F. Yeah. So yeah. F standard is technically what it's doing. Huh. Stu- Are you still two, using two. the
0: same chord shapes and shit on that?
1: Well, yeah. If it's standard, it's like normal power chords. Okay. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's F B and then E standard. Hmm. Then if you just drop it normal tune, it's drop E. I had an eight string, but I always kept it in F sharp. Yeah, right. F sharp? No, regular F. Just F. That was the tuning that I always used. My uh, band that I was in later, which we can get into at some point, Affairs, their yeah. second album was in F. I wasn't there when it was released, but I came back later, right, and was playing it. Uh, so I filled in for them on guitar one time, and I just it was I used my seven string. I had a seven string Ibanez at the time and I used that for F, and then when I would play bass for him in F, I actually used a four-string Fender Jazz Bass huh. and tuned up to really? F from standard, so I was in the same octave as the guitars. Right. And it actually sounded fucking awesome. It made everything so tight. Hmm. I did not really like that album Instead of se. going down
0: to F, you went up.
1: Yes, so I was higher hmm. than E standard How on my bass. How tight those fucking... I, I bought the thinnest strings I could.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Um. But I, I I wasn't a huge fan of that album. Like I actually like I'm not in the band anymore, but I'm still a fan of Affairs. Their first EP and their last EP are really good. Yeah. That full length I wasn't a huge fan of. It was super low tuned. It was more like beatdown, whereas their EPs, their first EP was more explain, like
0: Explain explain beatdown.
1: It just super heavy, lots of breakdowns, something you just get in the crowd and fucking punch people for right. versus like From their crowd first, killers. Yes. Yeah. Their first EP was more like down tuned, heavy, hardcore, like Gideon Barry or dead style. Okay. And the last one was a lot more like metal core. Mm hmm. But that one was just more beat and down. Good
0: I've tried to understand the genres. It's, I've tried to be like, oh, that's this core, that's that core, that's this core. It's a lot. It's Some of them are so minute differences. It's like, this one doesn't use cleans, so it's this core. But if it, they do use cleans, it's this core. And it's like, can it just, it's metal. It's, it's a m- lot. It's metal. It is. Why do we need all these <laughs> sub-genres? Like, you, like, I guess there's a couple sub-genres of rock. It's like stoner rock, classic yeah. rock, that kind of stuff. But they don't go nearly as in depth as It's
1: weird because being involved you got, you got. in the metal scene for so long. Yeah. I do understand a lot. There's still some where I'm like, I don't get it. Why is right. this different? But there's some that I get because like, for example, I'm not a huge fan of Deathcore.
0: Yeah, that's what we were. The beneath the sands. That's what was just I'm not a
1: huge fan of death core. I think it's a little boring. I prefer like metal core or like
0: grind core or gore grind. I guess we were more death with a mix of
1: I love death metal. But yeah. like Death Core. Oh, so that's different. I think we were
0: more death metal than death core. <laughs> yes. Death metal to me is like because we it, were boring. Like, we had a lot of shreddy riffs and, that's and breakdowns. That's, like, Black
1: Dahlia and... Murder to me. Yeah. That's death metal. Okay. Deathcore is more, like, <laughs> older Whitechapel, honestly. Oh, okay. Is what I would put them under. But, oh, I forgot to tell that story now. ADD kicking in again. Um, But that that's the weird thing about subgenres is, like, I get it because there's, like, two bands that, like, to the... I don't know, the casual metal yeah. listeners. <laughs> they yeah. can't tell the difference in genre, but to me I'm like this band sucks but this one's really good. Right. And it's those subtle differences. But Whitechapel, I wanted to talk about that cuz you were talking about how you guys loved them.
0: Yeah. I oh, we would get we would we used to ride around in in Devon's Cadillac. Like a big boat of a Cadillac. And yeah. like if someone was behind us, they were like, what the fuck were you guys doing in that car? Yeah. Like we're like, oh, listening to Whitechapel. Because I'd be in the middle seat, David would be on my right, uh, Stephen would be on my left. And we're just fucking just throwing around in the back seat and the air suspension's going crazy. <laughs> I used to hate Whitechapel back in the day. Yeah. So a bunch of the STS guys
1: were really into it. Like the This Is Exile era of Whitechapel. I didn't like it at all. I
0: liked This Is Exile. That was
1: I didn't. Back in the day. Yeah. We saw them live once back in that era. Yeah. And they were super good live. Mm -hmm. Still just wasn't into it. Then when they came out with The Valley, which this is like recently within the last couple of years, uh, I saw the pre-orders were up (laughs) for it and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to download this album and just listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I ended up listening to it like four times in a row, front to back, over and over again. And it was so fucking good. I finally went back. And re listen to their older stuff, and I would definitely consider myself a Whitechapel fan now. But oh, yeah. back in the day, man, I couldn't fucking stand them. JD specifically would listen to this as Exile all the time, and I'm like, mm.
0: right. And that's, that's can we uh,
1: listen to some Chasing Victory or
0: some Chiada? And, that, and that's not only susceptible to metal, like I can say the same thing about Green Day, but kind of in the reverse. I love their early stuff 1039 Smooth Out Slappy Hours, their first album. Dude, that was true. Punk Billy Joel was fucking shredding on the guitar and stuff, and then you get into like American Idiot is where I stopped. I was like, this is good, but it's not Green Day. But bands I just kind of American evolved. I loved American
1: Idiot, but it was so overplayed that I got sick of it. You got sick of it because it was so, fucking yeah. everywhere. The early two thousands, yeah. I re-listened to it like a year or two ago, and it still holds up. It's a pretty oh, it, good. Album. again,
0: it's a good album that flows. Yeah. really well. what well, was a rock opera? So basically, they did yeah. a Broadway thing with it. I but didn't know that, it, but yeah, they have a Broadway show for American Idiot. Oh, it's that apparently makes really sense, apparently really good, from what I've heard. But yeah, that's I think that's with any any band that's it, lasted more than a decade. You're like, eh, I don't really like this era of their music, mm-hmm. but I can get down on this for sure because people grow and they you don't want to you don't want to you don't want a Nickelback where everything is the same yeah. every time.
1: Red Hot Chili Peppers released the same album nine times. Hey, and Nobody knows. Hey, hey, now, hey. I do not like the Chili Peppers. I I'm love be the
0: Chili Peppers. It's just a good vibe band, man. Like, you throw on some. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah,
1: man. I'm not into it.
0: No, oh, whatever, dude.
1: Stop. Not, not All right. A fan well,
0: this will be the last episode <laughs> of Friends on Porb. <laughs> We've officially fallen into the not
1: making it past 20 episodes. Oh. Uh, no, the good thing is, though, and like, this is like half a bit and half for real is like, you guys could totally just boot me off and keep going. Cause it was originally <laughs> you guys. Anyway, No, if it, if it ever,
0: if it ever does come down to I mean, you do have a child. Yeah. So at some point, if you need to bow out, we can still do this. Yeah, absolutely. Suck. I'm not like an such integral an, part. Cause I, I still, just kind of dove
1: into I it. I
0: still can't get over how well you just like <laughs> fit. Like, first episode, we were out the gate rolling, like, it, oh, yeah. it didn't really, I, I I was really concerned, he's not here so I can talk about him, I was like, <laughs> oh man, I hope Andrew isn't a dick, because <laughs> like, I love Andrew in my whole body and soul, he's my, he's my heterosexual life mate for sure, but... I mean, if it makes you feel any better, he was a dick,
1: and I'm here for it. <laughs> right. He's, he's, that's the thing. he's that friend where you're like, when new people meet him, you got to be like, listen.
0: If Andrew doesn't like you, sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like, he's his own person. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. But, like, he's your asshole. Like, exactly. You protect him with your life. I would
0: take a bullet for that man. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. I would let him cuddle my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you did, so. I did. I did do that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope he's he's doing better. He was going through some rough stuff, so I hope he's doing better. And I don't think we'll be talking metal this whole time for the full We might, I don't know. I wanted to get to my roast at some point. Do you want to do
1: that now? Or do you want to wait? I
0: kind of want to wait to Andrew, but I guess if he's off at 10, yeah, we could do that. We'll wait. Okay, Uh, because I I want to say we
1: kind of got on to metal because we were talking about our music stuff. So if you want to kind of hone it back into that, I kind of
0: want to go into tour days, yes, when you were touring and stuff. Do you have any crazy stories? Did I already tell the the dude breaking his leg in our pit story? Did I tell that on the yes. first episode? I did. Okay. I don't
1: know if it was the first episode. I feel like that was a random story that was related to something else, but you did tell
0: it. I did tell it. Okay. Yeah. I think that's that's probably my craziest. Cause that did was... you
1: guys actually tour at all, or
0: just locally? Like okay. it was like we have a gig here, gig here, gig here, gig here. But like every week we had a gig, we had something going on. You'd yeah. be playing Mickey Finn's headliners, something. So it was... We actually.
1: Uh, Subtle Sky technically only did a handful of tours While I was still in it How far I mean, did you go? All the way around the country Oh really? Yeah Like the biggest tour that we did Like area wise Not people wise Because the biggest like people wise tour we did Was definitely the one with Fana, uh, and But that was just like an east coast tour Right I think we did ten days with them It was like ten days nine shows I think mm. Um, But that was right before A New Hope came out and they were already pretty big. So those shows were pretty good. I thought you but, were talking
0: about like that was right before Star Wars A New Hope came out. Well, I think that's I what it's like. I was like, you, you weren't alive. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that's what it's named after, but that it threw, the album it threw me off. Hope. Yeah. But um the biggest like area tour that we did, it was technically two tours that linked up. So the first one was it was called the Ask Ass or Grass Tour. And it was actually a tour that the band dropped off of and our manager managed another band that was on a tour. So he literally called us up yeah. and was like, Hey, do you guys want to go on tour? And we're like, when he's like two days, you need to meet him in Indiana.
0: Oh my gosh. Called <laughs> everybody. your schedule, bro. <laughs>
1: yeah. I called everybody. We're like, you want to go do this? And they were like, sure. So we went on tour and it happened to link up with another tour with another band that he managed from Florida. And so the band that dropped the tour was called Buck Nasty. They were, they were like a regionally successful band. They were pretty popular at the time. And then the other bands that were on it were Paddock Park. They're from Ocala, Florida. Their drummer was the original drummer for A Day to Remember. Hmm. And then uh, From the Pawn from Long Island, New York. And I fucking love those guys to this day. <laughs> I love all of you. Shout out From the pawn. Please come back. I miss you. Go um, on our podcast They're so fucking good I love them But anyways Paddock Park was really cool dudes too But I feel like we had like this special bond With From the Pawn It was really good but anyways So this tour started in Indiana And we literally went like all the way around the country Like we went I remember the show in Denver where Maris the Great The Have you ever heard of Maris the Great uh-uh. He was a gay zombie That his whole thing back in the day was he would kill other bands So he could become fu- famous He's in a band called and I'm gonna say it he was in a band called Maris the Great and the Faggots of Death.
0: I mean, that was the band name.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. And, like, he was gay, and I think a couple of the band members were gay, but there was a couple straight members, and people were mad about it because it had
0: that word Get in it, it, and they
1: were straight, but they, like, would cross-dress that's live. how they want
0: to represent themselves, let them represent themselves it's that whatever. way, whatever.
1: Yeah, but that was, like, their whole thing. He had his own website and everything, and he would just, bands would come on, and they would do, like, photo shoots with, like, fake blood everywhere, and he'd be, like, eating their guts and stuff. That's it was really I, good.
0: Th- that's another thing that that can make or break a a, a band stage presence. Mm-hmm. I hate I saw Disturbed once. I hated the show. Whoa. I hated the whole fucking thing cuz he just They're walks just so around good. the stage but. and does nothing. What'd you say?
1: This is lip piercings.
0: No, it, it was Anyways. he was singing down with the sickness and just walking. Ooh, ah, 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 and just walking.
1: I don't know. I I liked Disturbed for a little while. Oh
0: it's all the same but anyways,
1: uh, So we went all the way up to I remember we went up to Seattle Washington We stayed well we didn't stay with them but we hung out with the band American Me because they were friends mm-hmm. with friends I've heard of them as well. They're really good Yeah. Um, I still listen to them to this day they broke up a while ago um, Then we went to somewhere in Oregon And then we spent like A week going south in California We had like four yeah. shows There was this one random this would be one of the crazy uh, Shows that I would talk about was somewhere in Southern California. And so the backstory here for that tour with Buck Nasty was Buck Nasty was, Buck Nasty was the headliner. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell anybody that they dropped because they were afraid they would drop the shows. Apparently, oh. back in the day, California was notoriously hard to get into for the metalcore scene.
0: Mm. It was. Well, a- yeah, it's not really a Cali sound.
1: And that's the thing. If you're not known, it's hard for you to get booked there the first time. You right. get booked there, people like you.
0: you so Buck Nasky was the headliner. Yes, and they, they were the dropped.
1: headliner. They dropped, so oh, everybody shit. else on the bill moved up. So from the pawn became, I think, from the pawn headline, then Paddock Park, and they would like switch depending on who was more popular in the area, whatever. Oh. And then we were at the opener for the tour. So. Nobody knew that Buck Nasty dropped until we showed up. Mm -hmm. So we get to this show in California. It's at like a VFW hall. And as a
0: fan, I'd be pissed.
1: This prom, I I know it was kind of shady, but we understood why they were doing it. No,
0: that's real shady. (laughs) So we
1: get there and the promoter's outside and he's like, what band are you guys? We're like, we're subtle the sky. And he's like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, Buck Nasty dropped. Like we kind of took their spot. We're managed by one of the other guys. And he's like, are you, are you messing with me? And we're like, no. He's like, I fucking love you guys. Like, oh. I, I wish I would have known that you guys were on this show instead of Buck Nasty because I could have got more people to come out to this
0: show. Oh, shit. So he
1: literally starts making phone calls, sending out text messages. And it was one of those shows where at the door they would ask what band you were there to see. Yeah. We ended up having like 150 people show up and say that they were there for us. Nice. they this show. No joke. We're in California. We're from Northwest Ohio. Right. Never been this side right. of fucking Colorado. Now like where were any they hearing your music?
0: Like LimeWire,
1: <laughs> MySpace. My oh, MySpace was the thing yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 350 people showed up to this show. Wow. It was insane. That was one of the craziest. And then like, this is like the opposite side of it. Like two days later, we I, played in I, I Arizona. I really thought you were
0: about to be like, Are you fucking kidding me? No, this is canceled. Like, I wasn't expecting the, like, we love you. (laughs) No, it was fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: Like, 350 people showed up just, and they were excited to see us, and it was weird. Well, come to find out as well, it was a show put on by a youth group, and we Mm. didn't know this. So Uh, we were the Christian Metalcore band. They booked the secular bands to bring the kids in. Right. But no joke, (laughs) like, two days later, we played a show in Arizona, and nobody but the bands and their girlfriends showed up so like that was the duality of it
0: so like one night all these people
1: were like we love this man let's go see him and the next night nobody knew who like yeah yeah, it was crazy but um that tour ended up going like literally a loop all around the country uh through texas and everything until we got to florida where we linked up with the second tour we did a few florida dates and then went north a little bit i think the last show was in georgia and then we came home That was like six weeks yeah. It was four weeks on the one uh, Ask Ass or Grass tour And then the other tour right. was two weeks With uh, The Midnight Life was the band They're so pretty good I, I still listen to their album um, I don't think they ever released anything After that one album It was called Aslan's Fury <laughs> yeah. Like from Narnia? I assume but yeah, <laughs>
0: it's but fury. it was pretty good. It's fury. Uh, it's
1: definitely it's one of those things where it's a piece of the time. You right. listen to it and you're like, "This sounds like 2008." <laughs> yeah.
0: But do you but have yeah. any like crazy stories of like interactions or like crazy fans? Someone got too drunk, couldn't.
1: Not really. We didn't have like.
0: That's the crazy
1: wild. things to me were always like the interactions with people. Like there was one time we were at this random like mall and I can't even remember what state it was. Yeah. But we went to this mall before a show and we were walking around like trying to hand out our CD and like this random group of teenagers who cle- very clearly shopped at hot topic knew, <laughs> recognized us like without us saying who we like, were like
0: by face. They were
1: like, you guys are set the sky, aren't you? And we're like, yeah. yeah. They're like, I recognize your pictures from MySpace." Like, that was fucking crazy. I bet that blew your mind. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, we like, we've made it. We, we made got it. random, it w- like, recognized in a random mall, like, thousands of miles from home. Like, right. we've made it. <laughs> it's, um, all, it's to the moon from here. <laughs> there was the show on the Vanna tour where it got totally fucking snowed out. Or I don't even remember what state it was in again, but no joke, like, fucking nine inches of snow fell in one day. And almost nobody showed up because of that. Everybody right. thought the show was canceled, even though right. it wasn't. We were like, so no, bland. we're metalheads.
0: <laughs> the
1: fucking vocalist at the time of Vanna got so fucking drunk before the show, and he was talking about because uh, him and Dan got on a conversation of how much they loved Lil Wayne. Yeah. And he's like, if Lil Wayne said <laughs> quit music and he gets down on his knees and starts like acting like he's worshipping somebody like he's an ancient Egypt and I'm like, I'm like, yes, Lil Wayne! I will quit music for I won't you! I will quit music forever! It was so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, man. Other than that, I mean, there wasn't anything super fucking crazy That blows my happen. mind. I figured
0: you'd have all sorts of crazy stories.
1: They're mostly just the interactions with people and like, You know, like, there was a lot of fun stuff that we did, but I feel like it's, like, kind of, like, fun for us. Yeah. Like, type stuff where, like, it's not really interesting to other people, but it was, like, goals for us and stuff like that. Hanging out with American Me was super cool because they were super popular at the time. And, like, I didn't even know we were going to go hang out with them. Yeah. And we just, like, randomly went there and then watched the fucking, the movie Private Parts with, uh... Oh, shit. What's that dude's name? We were just talking about him the other week. Like...
0: Oh, we credited I don't know. him
1: for being for like shock jocks. Uh, fuck, what is his name? I can see his face.
0: Oh, I just typed private parts into Google. Hang on. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: We like watched that and hung out with them. Like that was super fucking cool. We got to walk through downtown Denver. None of us had ever been there before. Um, that was cool. Uh, like there was the night that this was kind of a crazy story. From the pawns, van broke down in a random state. And we had like a 14-hour drive show to show. So they like had to call and like convince their families to like give them money to buy this fucking 12-passenger van so they could get to the next show. Right. That was crazy. We like literally pulled up to the show, loaded in on stage and played because we were so late. Like, Oh,
0: shit. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: was fucking crazy. Uh, But I mean, that was it. There was the one night, and I think you can still find it on YouTube. But uh, we stayed at this church.
0: Where, Where would we find this?
1: Uh, let if me I see just if I type settle it. the sky into YouTube. no no it's <laughs> we did a gay fashion show
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we weren't trying to make fun of the gay community but I definitely think that it probably would be offensive nowadays but it wasn't meant Man. that way I'm but over
0: it I'm fucking over all this shit uh i'm over everybody policing what everybody else is saying
1: agreed and again it was fucking yeah yeah, fucking
0: sue me for it
1: 12 years ago four point one thousand views on it uh but we were in i remember specifically we stayed the night in a church in susanville california yeah we played this show there and they were literally like you guys can sleep here lock up the doors on your way out and just left us it was us from the pawn and paddock park wow We found this... They had, like, this drama closet where they had all these different outfits and shit. We were wearing it. If you ever want to see... What's the name of the video? ...J.D. and Ian gay fashion show... (laughs) If you ever want to see J.D. and Ian in leotards as what they called the Something Twins... (laughs) It is on there. That was pretty fucking fun. Um, But, yeah, I mean... There was just a lot of random shit. I remember the first time... Now, see, I type
0: in gay fashion show, and it's just a bunch of fashion shows.
1: Yeah. If you look up gay fashion show, settle the sky, it's there. You gotta scroll a little bit, but you'll find it.
0: I got settle the the song. Fashion show in the sky. Blow-drying tutorial. Really? How to blow-dry your hair. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was, uh... It interesting, but... If
0: we find it, we'll post it up on the... We'll post it up on the Friends Probably on Purpose.
1: But... Why? Uh, ah. It's a little interesting. Uh, but...
0: We'll have to check what was said <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in, the, in the video. But yeah, if we find yeah. it and it's okay, we'll, we'll do it. God. We are just doing gay impressions mm-hmm. of
1: gay people. None of us were, like, against it or anything. Right, we just right. thought it was funny.
0: We're all friends uh. of the LGBTQ community here. Mm-hmm. Um... I think our craziest story, I already told the, if I already told the leg breaking story, that's probably our craziest. It was right in the middle of a breakdown of our like hardest hitting song. We just saw the crowd split and a man with his leg wrong. <laughs> like, uh, like his, his, the bottom part of his leg was sitting next to his thigh. And he's Jesus. still just like rocking it. We and did that,
1: have a chick get her nose broke during a show once.
0: Did you ever did you ever have to call out a crowd killer and like kick him out? We, we did that all the time. If we saw crowd killing going on, we'd be like, "Hey, that guy out. We, He's gone."
1: A couple and, times we did the whole like stopped the set yeah, song, like and you need like, to leave. Yeah, you're you need out to leave. Here.
0: For those that don't know what crowd killing is, now at a metal show, if you've never been, there's the mosh pit. I'm sure you know what a mosh pit is. It's a bunch of people going around, and there's not like fists being thrown. You're not mm-hmm. punching each other. It's more like elbows into sides, pushing each other, just getting each other riled up, really. And uh, th- some shows, it can get violent, but not like to the point where I want to hurt somebody. It's more like, sorry, I, g- I got a little bit too into it. But crowd killers, normally there's a bunch of people watching the mosh pit. They don't want to be part of it, but they want to watch it. And people will just go along the sides and literally just sock people in the face. Yeah. They'll just punch them out. And uh, we, I think at one show we saw a pregnant woman get hit in the face, and we just stopped it. We're like, security, this guy needs to go right now. And, of course, he got all pissed. Whoa, what did I do? What? He like, fucking hit a pregnant woman. Yeah. Like, you need to get the hell out of here. And then, uh, we most of our other stories were like what happened offstage. Like, uh, we played Bludgeon Fest, which was for the Iron Coffins, it, they're a motorcycle group. Oh. and it was a metal fest put on by them. And we went to this campground, and uh, my, the band had gone before this was they had gone one year before. Uh, I wasn't in the band yet, and it had rained all weekend, so it was like. 1998's Woodstock, like of mud everywhere, and when we played it, we just had a shitty tent, like six thirty packs of beer, some food. (laughs) I don't know if you could really call it food, but it was a full weekend and we're camping, and we had this. We were sitting by our fire, just chilling, and we just had this woman walk up, like, "Hey guys, how are you today? Let's have some fun." And we're like, "Are you okay?" She's like. I'm on a quarter of mushrooms. <laughs> this, she's trying to just hand us gold caps everywhere, trying to get everybody tripping on mushrooms. We're like, no, we're okay. We're pretty drunk. We really don't think we should be hallucinating at a motorcycle's, motorcycle club's campground. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't seem like a good idea. There weren't that many people that showed up because it was just like... A Out of the way area. Mm -hmm. But it was one of the most fun shows I ever played. Like there are maybe 60 people in the audience. But they were all into it. Like they were all there for it. So it was just fucking phenomenal.
1: We played one festival that was like that. That was uh, at Camp Sobrowski. Sobrowski. Something like that. Um. And it was supposed to be really fun, and they booked a lot of good bands. One of my favorite bands that was, like, they were considered local, but they were from southern Ohio somewhere. They were called A Reign of Haven, and I loved them. I still have their, like, demo CD somewhere. Um, they played it, and I was super excited, but not that many people showed up. It was out in the middle of nowhere at this campground, and uh, I was fighting with my girlfriend at the time the whole day, so it kind of ruined the show for me, but... uh. Yeah, that was. We didn't have any really super crazy stories. It was just a fun weekend. Not a lot of people showed up. But were you. This is kind of what I wanted to talk about with like musical histories. So, like, I only really went into like Settle the Sky, which I quit in like 2010. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of music after that I didn't really get into. So, like, were you in any other bands really after Beneath the Sands? Or... After
0: Beneath the Sands, no. Okay. Uh, not at all. Um, I haven't been on stage in. 8 9 years other oh, than Jesus. other than like karaoke gotcha. and i miss it i miss it so much like it, there's nothing like the high you get for real after getting off stage like i could play a, a stage uh, a show stone cold sober and feel high as fuck at yeah. the end of it if the it goes well the if the adrenaline gets going the admiration that you get from the crowd like hey let me buy you a drink let me buy you a drink that uh, that was killer when you hear that your art is good like that, it just it just wells your heart up. Yeah, it's it really good. We uh, I didn't really drink before shows too much, but we had we had one show again, Mickey Finn's, where our actually this is the show that afterwards he peed, Devin peed in the oh, laundry basket. Yeah, <laughs> I actually went to go see him. Uh, he wants to come on. <laughs> to That's totally himself, fine to defend himself. That's fine. I'm um, about it. Oh, I also will be doing a standalone. I'll be doing all the editing. Don't worry. <laughs> but I will be doing a standalone uh, podcast with some of our guests that we bring on. We're just—it's going to be a one-on-one talk. Yeah. So, like, we'll bring on guests, and then afterwards, like on the same weekend, we'll set up a recording, and then I'll just interview them, and we'll put them up as a like a kind of side stories kind of thing. That's that a way, good you can idea, learn actually. the learn the person. So, um, trying nice, to think. I'm actually excited. We also that. used to. Buy a 30-pack before every show. Like the night before every show. And it was <sighs> sit out. It, so Mike lived out in Weston. So it was a country house. There's no one around. So we do who the fuck we want. And we would sit around the fire and just drink. And then they had a camper that we would crash in. And there was one night where we were not only drinking the 30 rack of Natty, but also had a liquor bottle that we were just passing around and tugging on and uh my buddy mike our lead vocalist man he's so skilled as a vocalist he his his gutturals and his highs are just amazing because he would go out in the garage for three hours a day and just practice yeah and just go and got it and uh i was on one side of the camper he was on the other and the whole night we're like mike you could Mike you all right, buddy and like that same night I was in like the tree line puking my my fucking ass off and then waddling back like hey guys and uh he's the whole time he's like yeah I'm fine I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm alright and then in the middle of the night this is it was it was parked on a driveway this comes in later it was parked on a driveway so it was on hard cement like Mike you gonna be okay cause his eyes were like waving like they weren't aligned at all and, um, like you're gonna be okay, he's like, Yeah, dude. And I'm like, All right, good night, have a good night. I go to bed about 45 minutes of me trying to get to sleep with the spins. Yeah, I hear zit, zit, zit. <laughs> 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 all over the ground, dude. This man up chucked every bit of alcohol he had that night. Jeez, so then we had to go do a show the next day. <laughs> We're all like, Ugh. We're beneath the sands. Listen to our music. <laughs> and ta, 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 <laughs> so many nights of just pure inebriation. <laughs> like, I, come with me. <laughs> I
1: tried not to even like, because most of the bands that I was in earlier days, I never really drank. So like Settle the Sky, I never drank. Um, I was in a band after Settle the Sky called Gear Down Big Rig, which was...
0: Like a Jerry Stop? Yeah Is that what you sound like?
1: Basically <laughs> But it was uh, I never even got to play a show with them And I was so disappointed Because it was such just. Like, I've been
0: in a couple bands like that Where you're like really excited for what's going on Yeah and then, it
1: was just like a fun band That was well, just see, I'm like metalcore I'm not the guy
0: to set stuff up So I always relied on someone else in the band to, like, set up the shows Uh, and that kind of stuff. I've gotten better at that, though, but... It
1: was just, like, a transitional period in everybody's life. So the one guitarist ended up joining, I believe, the Navy. The other guitarist had just got a full-time factory job. It was just... It wasn't convenient at all. The, uh... The guitarist actually went on to play drums in Inhale Exhale. If you remember that band. Um, Rings a bell. They, uh... But, yeah, um, we never got to play a show with them, but they were super cool. Never drank in them. After that is when I joined Walking Edith Park, which I never drank the whole time I was in that band. Then after that, we were in uh, With Fear and Trembling, which was uh, me and one other member of Walking Edith Park, as well as JD. Oh,
0: Walking Edith Park. Yeah. They were good. Um, JD. Another, from another some... lighthouse band. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, i played a lot of lighthouse shows with them but yeah i was in that for like almost two years i think mm. um that was really fun i really liked that music but after that we were in with fear and trembling which was me and one other member of walking into the park as well as jd from mm-hmm. Settle the sky yeah uh we ended up kicking
0: out jd what does jd stand for
1: jonathan david
0: I thought it was gonna be like John Dorian, which is a great name.
1: No, that's his first. I middle not need to write a book with it. We a always joke guy around. Named a...
0: John Dorian, that's a that's a right. good name.
1: We always joke around and call him Jonathan Davis, like the dude from Corn. But anyways, <laughs> um, then we ended up kicking JD out just scheduling conflicts, um, and our guitarist went to vocals. We got a new guitarist, whatever. Right. I was in that for a little bit, and then I was out of music for a little bit after that. And then yeah, that's... you
0: sold all your shit. Uh,
1: well, I sold out my shit after *Subtle to Sky*, and yeah. then I started to get it back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or no, it was after *Walking in the Park*. I sold out my shit and started to get it back. Now, like, was the that the
0: um, the brothers band? Oh,
1: th- *Walking in the Park*. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that was the brothers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, they had actually, when I joined, they had kicked the oldest brother out, mm. uh, or he quit. I don't remember exactly. I what think happened. he joined
0: the. I think he joined military.
1: I think that is what. Yeah.
0: Happened. I, one of them. One or both joined the military.
1: They I think all of them ended up in it at one point. Yeah. But um the same the
0: the the death of metal bands people joining the military.
1: Ironically enough, the same guitarist that they had at the time moved to vocals. That's when I came in on guitar. Mm -hmm. Is the same guitarist we had in with Fear and Trembling Mm -hmm. that when we kicked J D out. Went to vocals. Just
0: swapping. Just yeah. swapping all over the place. It's like a swingers um, convention over here. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh after with Fear and Trembling, I was out for a little bit and then that's when I joined uh Affairs. Yeah. And I was in Affairs for a while. I like joined on guitar the first time. Uh got I think I got kicked out that time. Um, that's when they released the full length. Came back on bass. Quit the second time, mm-hmm. started filling in for a while, then eventually came back full time again.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but off and on for like four years with that band. And that,
0: that, that even <laughs> happens in like well known metal bands. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, we had to kick this dude out. We had to kick him to the curb, bring in someone else. Like it happened with Slipknot recently. Well, not recently, in the past couple of years. Joey Jordanson got kicked out yeah. due to contract dual things. And then I, I think they had Chris Adler for a little bit.
1: They've had a lot of people fill in
0: Yeah and then but. they tried to they tried to Hide who their new drummer was And like in a music video The sleeve rolled down For like a second on his right arm And they saw this like little bit Of a tattoo yep. in the internet Like went to work and figured Out immediately who their drummer was
1: I didn't realize who it was Like even after they announced him Like I yeah. knew his name but I didn't realize Like who he was I can't remember the name I don't remember the name. I follow him on social media. But you know who his dad is, right? Hmm. The drummer for Bon Jovi.
0: What? That's who it is. It's Bon Jovi's drummer's (laughs) Jay Weinberg. Yeah. Uh, American musician drummer for the heavy metal band Slipknot. He is the son of American drummer Max Weinberg. He has played with the American punk band The Reveling and toured in 2009 as a drummer with Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. (laughs) okay how do you go from bruce springsteen to fucking slipknot (laughs) but
1: that's the thing like there's pictures of max weinberg as like an eight-year-old kid yeah with slipknot dressed up in their full
0: really get up (laughs) yeah that's cool yeah it's
1: crazy he uh and apparently when he tried out he didn't know who he was trying out for his manager called him and was like, hey, I need you in California. You need to try out for this band. And he just flew out and, like, showed up. And, and it fucking like, 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 boom,
0: Corey Taylor. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he was like, oh, my He's God. He's just one of my
0: most respected musicians. Corey He's- Taylor, I...
1: Have you listened to his recent solo stuff?
0: No, I don't listen to his solo stuff. I say respected in the the grounds of Slipknot. Like Slipknot and 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 even Stone Stone Sour. Sour, I do enjoy Stone Sour, but I've listened to a lot of interviews with him. He was on Burt Kreischer's podcast, he was on a bunch of other podcasts, and he just seems like a really fucking cool dude. Like, doesn't put up with bullshit. Huh?
1: It's so bad, his solo stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he needs needs that. uh, A lot of musicians, they're only good in a group. They're only good when they have other people to feed off of. Like uh, my favorite band, Incubus, Brendan Boyd went off and did his own solo stuff. And I I love the man to death, but I have his artwork on my arm, but it was it wasn't the greatest. It was he needed he needed Mike and Jose and like Ben Kenny, all them guys behind him to really just push his Yeah. You you need good friends to bring your the best self forward.
1: Yeah. It's crazy though how long You like, need
0: friends on Porpoise.
1: Hey. Beep, beep, beep. It's weird to me though how many like musicians' children I've realized are in bands.
0: Yeah, like recently, Mar- Mark Portnoy's um, son is in a band. Oh fuck, what is it called? Tala. Tala. Oh, they're so fucking good. Yeah. The they first time. Modern, what's the, what's like the one music video where they're in a in the woods? I don't remember. Oh, t- how do you it's spell that? I got because I got a shout It's it. so
1: fucking good.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: They're literally like a modern corn, basically.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um their song uh, We The Sad. Yes. is so good Dude. and like at first I was like I don't know if I like these vocals cuz he's really kind of whiny and
1: super weird.
0: Super weird but, but then like the music just fits it so well. It's like what who'd you say before? Uh, corn like meets, a modern, like it's corn, like slipknot. corn meets slipknot. Yeah. It's, it's like a
1: modern new metal mixed with metal corn. Yeah,
0: exactly. Done like right. It, it sounds like it was made in late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. But it's, it's so really good. good. Tala, T A L L A H. Check them out for sure. Their song We The Sad is. Yeah. And like else.
1: four members of the Wu Tang Clan's kids formed a rap group.
0: Holy shit! <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't remember what it's called. See, yeah, but we're I getting into that them.
0: era where they can all like uh, reach each other.
1: Yeah, that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. That like all these like musicians and stuff yeah. are like their kids are getting the, right. like joining projects. And I'm like,
0: I'm so. Speaking of old. musicians and stuff, you hear passed away today? Dmx. Dmx yeah. he passed away to a drug overdose. And fuck you if you're calling him out for dying of a drug overdose. You're a piece of shit for being like, well, he deserved it. I've seen that shit. Fuck you, buddy. He's a grown people... ass adult. He can do whatever drug he wants to do. You can't deny that that man was a fucking genius. Yeah. And... Fucking DMX, dude. Yeah, he was. And then Prince Philip, he died today. Yeah, good.
1: <laughs> Look like The
0: Walking Dead. Fuck that guy.
1: I'm pretty sure he's been dead for like two years, and they've been fucking a weekend at burning him for a right. while.
0: Right. I wonder how long the Queen's gonna last. Now that, I mean, it's it's proven that once, like, the loved one dies, the other one's not too far behind. I don't know
1: if there was a lot of love there, I'm going to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> it might have been a royal royal marriage. I got to
1: pee. All right, go ahead. Do you want to, like, pause it? or? I don't
0: care. I can verb. I go. can verb. I can do the socials. Have fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's just me now. I've wanted to do, I've thought about doing this. Just a podcast by myself. But yeah, be sure to follow us on all our socials. Friends on Purpose. Um, Rate, review on Apple Podcasts. You can't do it on Spotify yet, but I think Joe Rogan's trying to get them to let them do that. Tell your friends. Interact with us. Shit. We had, we did get your um, article that you sent in, but I can't find it. We will be covering that at some point, the the oily pennies, because that's just a fucked up boss, and we've all had fucked up bosses. But yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter at PorpoisePod. Um, I'll get an Instagram going here soon. Follow the Facebook group, Friends on Porpoise Podcast. And, yeah, this has been fun. We're going to keep doing it. We're almost to episode 20. And uh, Mike was telling me that most podcasts don't make it past episode 20. I'm trying to get to 52, baby. I'm trying to get one year. Let's go.
1: Which reminds me, speaking of socials, I did change my Twitch.
0: Yeah. So his, your Twitch uh name is now Emo Dad420.
1: Yes.
0: The man that doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> yes.
1: So I have to I have to shout out the original, the inspiration for it mm-hmm. was actually rapper Lil Debbie. Okay. Her Twitch is Gamer Mom420. And okay. I was like, that was the inspiration. I was like, <laughs> I should do this, it'll be funny. So, I love Lil Debbie, I won't lie. So I was to shout one. out. He's doing fantastic. Good. He, uh, today, he was, like, figuring out his hands, and it was, like, weird to see that he was, like, grabbing my thumbs because he was, like, laying in front of me. Yeah. And I, like, had my hands in front of him, and he would, like, grab it, like, five times and, like, stare at his hand and, like, move it.
0: He's like, oh, okay, it. I'm in control of this. Yeah. It was w- so
1: weird. Heard- He's, like, th- becoming his own real person. It's right.
0: It's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a person, dude. Yeah. You made a people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You made a fucking people. I did have a. Oh shit! Let me pull up my notes here.
1: I did Where have I burp burp. a little bit more music stuff I wanted to go into. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: So there wasn't like anything crazy to go into with like Walking the Park or Gear Down Big Rig or with Fear and Trembling or whatever. Yeah. Um, affairs I did quite a bit with. Played a lot of shows all over several different states. That was fun. Uh, after that, for a while, I joined a, like punk hardcore band. That I really enjoyed. Punk
0: bands are fun because because the music can be really simple, but it, it.
1: I never got to play a show with them. Yeah, and I'm bummed because it was one of my favorite projects I've ever been involved with. Called Borrowed in Blue, they went on to play shows, but I didn't get to play with That's them. That's a good
0: name, Borrowed in Blue. That's really good. Was.
1: They were good, but uh, after that, I think I did I don't know roughly like 150 projects that never went anywhere. Yeah. Uh, never played shows or anything. And then after that is when I started doing my rap stuff, which yeah. I don't know if you've listened to, but some I have of it's not. okay.
0: You have to send it to me.
1: Yeah, I ra- I started doing. I, I can sh- do some
0: sick. Like, I'll learn some hip hop beats and we can collab. That's
1: totally fair. I'm <laughs> totally down. With I that. actually
0: just repaired my electric drum set. It's back to its full. I learned how to solder. I oh, yeah. I learned how to put the diodes back in and shit like that because like, all the wires just popped out of the diodes. Cause, I was a new drummer when I bought a mesh mesh kit, yeah, and I was like slamming on it, and it was just popping wires out of the diodes and shit like that. So I didn't learn how to solder nice. all that.
1: But, yeah. but I uh, I started originally like rap. I I was into rap way before I was into metal. Mm. I started writing rap. I remember being like 11 years old and like recording rap on like cassettes in my bedroom. <laughs> right, right. Um, my I my name remember, is
0: Mike, and I'm here to say, <laughs> yeah.
1: I I originally my. Like, I love
0: Jesus in a certain way. Pretty
1: much. Um, <laughs> I remember that cassettes, you couldn't record. There was these two little plastic tabs on top, and you re- yeah. couldn't record if those were busted out. Yeah. So I would chew on paper, essentially like you would a spitwad, yeah. and like stuff the paper in there so I could record over them.
0: Oh, okay. Um, wow, that was very intuitive.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I remember I rapped originally. My name was The Sequel because I'm the second.
0: Oh, um, that, that, that's pretty dope. That is pretty dope. It was stupid. but uh, Here's the sequel! Yeah, so I, I
1: wrote rap for years before I started getting into metal, and I got my first guitar. So uh, in my 20s, I started writing again. And what was your first guitar? My very first guitar was a first act. Shitty.
0: Oh, I mean, it It works. was
1: bad. After that was actually the... Uh, oh, it's in a case. But I have an Epiphone SG that I sanded nice. down and repainted.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, some I've of my that.
1: guitars are in cases. I, I got rid of one of my stands, so I have like four. That's why it
0: opened up. I was like, yes. what changed to open up the room?
1: Yeah, like four of my guitars are in cases, plus my other buddy's still fixing my seven strings, so I don't have that one here right now. But um, so I started writing rap pretty early, and then in my 20s, I decided I wanted to do like a like a joke... rap project or whatever so i was like writing
0: goofy shit
1: yeah goofy shit and i went through a bunch of different names and kind of through writing that stuff i i was kind of doing it as a joke because i didn't think i was good enough to really like do it Mm -hmm. and so i was writing joke music and then after i started kind of working with a little bit i was like Maybe I'm not as bad as I think I am. Maybe I can actually do this. And my last rap name that I was going to use was Spaghetti Mike. (laughs) And I decided to change it to what I released my music under, which is Glass Lungs, all one word, one S in glass. Um, Because I was kind of like just taking myself too serious, basically. And I've released technically three EPs since then.
0: Are you on Spotify?
1: Yeah, it's on everything.
0: Look up glass, Glass Lungs on Spotify.
1: Yeah, my first EP sucks. I'll be honest with you it was back when I still like smoked and stuff so I was like drunk and high the whole time. Yeah, right. When I wrote it, when I recorded it, yeah. sent it to a buddy to make And it. As
0: much as I love being drunk and high, it's not the best for creative. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> for it was creative bad. Stuff.
1: Some people have said it's good but I don't I don't I don't like it. My second EP I wrote sober and I took it to a, an actual producer and had him produce it. Nice. And I like Now did even, you pay
0: him in beer? As no. we do you, I paid him in
1: $900. Uh,
0: oh. <laughs> real quick, real quick, speaking of pay, um, I plan on taking ads out of the episode. You will know how long you're here. Anchor ads until we grow more of a fan base. Yeah, Because the people who are listening right now, they're going to be our grassroots, and I don't want to be throwing them ads when we don't need to yeah so if you do want to support us there is a link on our anchor page anchor.fm backslash friends on porpoise that you can donate monthly if you want to yeah i you think don't that's a good
1: idea them the option so yeah
0: you can donate as low as 99 cents up to 10 dollars a month and then all that will go directly into getting better mics better production stuff yeah Maybe. we need some sm7b's right <laughs> sure if you're listening send us some sm7b's
1: please please um but anyways, so my second uh, EP, I went to a studio, and it actually like, I one I hate the sound of my own voice, which sounds weird to be doing rap. Because you hate have to it. listen
0: to it every week.
1: Yes, I hate the sound of my own voice, and I'm super super critical of my own like creations and art. Yeah, that's so, just being an artist. Yeah. So you as someone... someone with those two factors, my second EP, I think is genuinely good. Hmm. I and not because of No I'm not,
0: I'm not huge into rap, but I'll check yeah. it out.
1: Um, and I don't think it's good because of me. I think it's good because I took it to somebody who actually produced it yeah. and made it good.
0: Oh, producers don't get enough credit. Yeah. They and really then my don't. last
1: one, it's technically considered like a single on Spotify and Apple because it's only three songs. Yeah. But I did those. I recorded those myself. Well, I didn't record it myself. I went to a different friend and recorded them. And I, they're okay. Yeah. Um. But he didn't really do much production or anything, and like help me kind of make them what they were. So I, I they're like somewhere in between the first and second EP for me. Right. I did write a song about uh Slenderman, that's on nice. that that I think is fantastic. Uh,
0: Slenderman's one of my favorite creepy pastas, man. Same. He's it's, one
1: of my favorite like horror characters. Yeah, he's I love so it.
0: cool. Marble Hornets was one of the the greatest YouTube series I ever watched. It all
1: in one sitting. Yeah, like fourteen same, hours. Same. <laughs> same,
0: dude. We were just sitting there like, dude, light another blunt, bro.
1: Oh, I was sober. This is getting as a crazy. Really,
0: yeah. I was. <laughs> I was smoking weed, a lot of weed while watching that. Oh no,
1: that. you know what? I was at Home Depot. I was drunk as shit the whole time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I was on alcohol. But anyways, yeah, I
1: watched that one. And Every Man Hybrid is another one. And Twelve Tribes. Right. Those. Uh, those were like my three main YouTube Slenderman stuff. I fucking loved all of what them. What was, was, them was the three
0: of them? Marble Hornets. Marble
1: Hornets, Everyman Hybrid, and Twelve Tribes. They even do crossovers in some of their episodes. It's really fucking good. Every Everyman Hybrid is probably my favorite. I think I like Everyman Hybrid more than Marble Hornets, even though Marble Hornets like... What was the
0: third one? I'm sorry.
1: 12 Tribes.
0: 12 Tribes.
1: Marble Hornets kind of started the whole... They didn't create Slenderman, but they kind of took the idea of Slenderman and ran with it. And they kind of popularized Slender Man as a character. Yeah. So, like, you have to give them that homage. But I think Everyman Hybrid is my favorite. The uh, way well, I'll definitely that check that out.
0: Haley's really into that.
1: Yeah. The way their story played out was so fucking good. But anyways. So, the reason I got into all that for the rap stuff is because I want to say I am I kind of took, like, a while off of rap. I have not been writing lately at all. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, you've had a lot on your on your plate.
1: Yeah. And I've been the last couple of years. I've been dealing with a lot of finally falling in hitting rock bottom with like my depression and stuff like that. I've been going to counseling. I've been getting my meds right and all up? that stuff. Yeah. I finally feel clear headed for the first time in my life. Good. I'll be
0: honest. With Good. You. I'm happy to hear it.
1: Yeah, so I'm finally starting to write again mm-hmm. And I am hoping to I don't know when I'm going to be able to actually release the album Because I do want to take it back to a, a producer
0: An actual producer, yeah. yeah Hopefully
1: the same one, but we'll see And He's moving to Columbus soon, I guess So it might be a little hard, but whatever I mean, that's not um, too
0: far, It's like a two and a half hour drive Yeah, but
1: he was in Toledo, so mm. it was easier But mm. um, I kind of want to take it back to a producer So I don't know for sure when it's coming out But I'm finally writing again And the two things that I want to do for the new stuff is, one, I want to take myself way less serious than I was before because I think I kind of backed myself into a corner with writing. People like
0: Goofy, bro. Yeah. People like, it, cause that's relatable. They're like, oh, that's fun, you yeah, know. This is and fun.
1: like, I want to be able to just. Start, I have a couple like goofier songs, right? But like, I want to be able to just write stuff that like I don't do, like write songs about fucking selling drugs and fucking hoes in the club because right. it's fun. See,
0: that's the that's the rap I don't like. The gun bitches bling rap. Sometimes I, it's fun I'm though. more like more into hip hop, like especially British UK hip hop. I love for so. I know it's weird, but like Dan Lesac versus Scroobius Pip. It's really good. I don't even know. Who it are. was a spoken word artist who got together with a beat maker and that's fair. just went, and it was really good.
1: We'll listen to it. But that's kind of like one of the things. Like I, most of my stuff, I was just kind of like. You know, if I would, like, write a line that was about something that, like, I didn't really do, I would, like, cut it because I'm, like, oh, I don't do that. And I want right. to be, like, real. You
0: don't want to – you you want to represent yourself.
1: But sometimes you just want to write about shit you don't it do. It can and, be like, fictional, be okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can... and, like, write stories from, like, other people's, like, stances. Perspectives, and Perspectives, like, yeah. Yeah, stories, things like that. So I want to take myself less serious. And also, like, the kind of, like, rap that I've been doing is, like, a lot more focused on, like, lyrics and, like – trying to be, like, true to, like, old hip-hop because I fucking love, like, N.W.A. and Wu-Tang. Oh, yeah, Ice Cube is my hero. I just want to be him when I grow up.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, Mike, but you're too white for that. I
1: know, but (laughs) I kind of want to, like what I really want to do is I like like fucking like club banger hip hop. Yeah. I love stuff. You can just be like dancing to when you're (laughs) drunk. That's the shit that I like. That's what I want to write. So I want to take myself less serious and write more like kind of in a way radio friendly songs, because that's more what I'm into. T.I. Yeah. Is one of my favorite artists. Yeah. And he writes very like radio friendly raps. Yeah. Not lyrically. Yeah. (laughs) If you ever watched uh,
0: Atlanta, Yes, I love that the, show. The, the, the part where he's like, he's was listening to fucking Flo Rida and the guy just goes, what's wrong with Flo, Flo Rida? White moms need to rap too.
1: <laughs> exactly, though. Yeah. That's how I feel. So I have decided, and this is my official announcement. I'm doing it on the podcast. Friends on Purpose exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm chain, going back to Spaghetti Mike. Okay. It's the OG name. Yeah. It's what I wanted to write for. I used it for years before Go I would release anything. And I kinda wanna distance myself a little bit from the glass lung stuff. Yeah. So I'm going back to Spaghetti Mike. My next album's gonna be released under that name. Whenever it comes out. I've right. got I've got a lot of uh, a lot well, I got a lot of beats. I buy beats. Right. I like to buy like packs of beats and stuff mm-hmm. that I can use. So I have probably hundred and twenty beats. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've got probably seven or eight songs that I'm working nice. on right now that are like good solid starts. It's also been a goal for me to release a full length. Yeah. I've never been in a band when they released a full length. Yeah. Like even when I was in Affairs. Seriously, so like
0: 12 tracks, 13 tracks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Affairs released a full length after they kicked me out before I came back. <laughs> right. I've never been a part mm-hmm. of a full length release. So as kind of a personal goal for me, I'm going to release a full length. Even if it is nice. only like twelve tracks, whatever. So I'm gonna do that. But um, so keep
0: an eye out for Spaghetti Mike's first album. Yeah,
1: fuck yeah. Um, welcome to the Spaghetti Warehouse. <laughs> that's what I call it. Anyways, <laughs> I've worked in warehouses for like eight years, so that's, that's so my funny. inside joke. Uh, other than that, the only other thing that I've been working on musically is I've been very slowly over the last couple of years working on my own like solo indie emo project stuff uh which I have a page for and everything. The the group's gonna be called the Midwest November. There's a couple like clips of songs I posted like over a year ago now that are up yeah. there and stuff like that. But uh the dude that I was gonna record with, uh, which is my dude Curtis, uh his computer kinda's been on the fritz wonky yeah Yeah. he's building his own pc right now that he's going to be able to record with so hopefully nice i'll be able to get back in for that i have probably 10 songs written um the biggest issue i'm having with that stuff is that again i hate the sound of my own voice and i want to sing on it right so like i'm hoping it turns out the way that i feel about uh one of my favorite albums of all time, which is "Chiodos is all well, all's well that ends well." Mm-hmm. I don't think Craig Owens could sing on that at all. His voice was not good. Yeah, but it fit the music so well that I don't care. And right. He later, Craig Owens went on to be a good vocalist, and I think his voice matured right. so much that he did really well later. But specifically that era of that album, I don't think his voice was quote unquote good. Yeah. It just fit, and that's what I'm hoping to try to go for. Is that yeah. even though I'm not a good singer. It'll fit the context right. um,
0: with rap, it's all about energy. It's the energy in rap, you have I on your don't voice sing like at my all. niece has um uh her boyfriend is into rap, and his lyrics are really good. I just think he needs to work on his rapping voice, yeah, Because like, he's kind of just talking like this like he's too focused on the cadence and I'm he needs really to like get it out from in his my heart. rap, huh?
1: I'm really aggressive in my rap, good. Good. Like, I'm very, I, I feel like I have to play a clip.
0: I mean, you can play some. Yeah, play some. Uh, I. Do it. Do it. This do annoys me. Can you run me? it through the, the mixer in any way? Not. No. Currently? Oh, yeah, we don't have it set up for that. Okay.
1: Yeah, but I, I could. Um, Here's one of them. So I wrote this song. Uh, as it was supposed to be like a joke song about, I was going to make it sound like I was like this super hard badass, but it was like (laughs) secretly going to be against the American government. And then it just ended up being an anti-government song. Yeah. Uh, it's called game of drones and it features fee of black Lotus who's super fucking good in it, but this is definitely one of my more aggressive songs.
0: Okay. I like it already. Is that you?
1: biggest bully gang.
0: So this is good, bro. You got the you got the voice for it. Hell yeah! It's super aggressive. I was I was really like hesitant. I was like I really hope I don't hate this. No, this is good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, check that out. Where where can people find that, or is it not it's, released yet? It's on everything. Ooh, it's on everything. Yeah, okay. The CP so came look, out... look at Glass Lungs. One yeah. S in the glass.
1: And then Fee, his his verse is so fucking good. I want to show you that. This is a hug. This is good. This is my dude, Fee. He's so good.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be listening to this. I'm gonna check this out for sure. This I, is probably I enjoy one of my of
1: favorites that. on the EP. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's definitely not you. Yeah, that's definitely not me. But no, he's
1: uh, he's in a band called uh, Black Lotus, and they're like a it's like a full band hip hop group where they've got, like, I love a drummer, that shit. That's keys, bassist. Atmosphere.
0: Atmosphere is one of my favorite hip-hop... What is that sound? It's a plane. Jesus. There's that's the, flying so low. The, there's
1: the fucking airport that's right over I there. I know,
0: but they never fly that low. What the it fuck? It happens
1: a lot, honestly. The
0: hell. Okay, so we talked metal. <laughs> we talked metal. We talked rap. Definitely check out... His raps, that was really good. I'm very impressed. That's the I'm legit- EP that I like. <laughs> That's legitimately, but I did post on the Facebook group that I would go over the roast. Okay. And, and Andrew hasn't you showed get up into yet. That
1: so you can start.
0: Andrew hasn't showed up yet, unfortunately. God damn it! I really wish he was here. Should I save it for next week? Oh shit! I want to read a couple of them. I'll read a couple of the ones that I really liked. So I posted on my Facebook, hey, guys, for content, roast me. And uh, once Mike gets back, I'll go through some of my favorites here. But my friends showed up for sure. And I love my friends. And people would apologize to me. And I'm like, look, I asked for this. I wanted this. So roast me. And uh, I would absolutely love for our listeners to get in on it. I know you don't know me personally. Some of you might not. But um, even just stuff you've heard on the podcast, go ahead and roast, because I find it absolutely hilarious. The first comment I got was, you're a poopy head. That was my first roast. <laughs> hit straight straight home. Um, I think I'm just going to read a couple of them and then hit the rest later when Andrew's with us. Um, but I will read some of the good ones, because they're all really good. Uh, where is it? There is one by my buddy Nate Gatro. Shout out to Nate Gatro. I would roast you for content, but this Facebook post will have more views than the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. um. You're built like a fifth grader, but with the Benjamin Button disease and the way that your five o'clock shadow is growing in your profile picture, you look like the before for one of those magical beard growth oil ads. By the way, I just dropped off the phone books you asked for so you can finally see over the steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) I'm not going to ink shame you, but because I might... It might be a killer tattoo. I've just never gotten a good look through your sweater. For those that don't know, I have a chest tattoo, but I also have a very hairy chest. (laughs) (laughs) And it was done by the man who must not be named. Um, Oh, jeez. This one. All right. And then I'm going to read this one, and then we'll uh, move on to my question. Uh, my buddy Gage Sleevert Shout out to Gage Sleevert I love you buddy uh, I was born for this moment Cracks knuckles <laughs> Buck tooth big ad- head ass boy Size of a fifth grader ass boy Mini Paul Rudd ass boy Same size a- as Paul Rudd When he's the ant ass boy <laughs> Pinky out while you drink Shitty craft beers ass boy Where's a pink thong to bed ass boy <laughs> Oh, I was dying reading these I really wish I wouldn't I would have waited to read them uh, One of my favorite Shout out to Greg Gladish. Your mother's borscht is poor And your family yak is weak <laughs> um, Oh my god You'd probably be better at drums If you learned to play something Other than 21 Pilots <laughs> <laughs> I love playing car radio That's one of my favorite beats Of all time to play It's a really fucking good song <laughs> When that bridge comes in Oh <laughs> Oh, it's a club banger, bro. At yeah. that point, that's why I love Twenty One Pilots is because like they could play that in the club, yeah. but people would be real sad for the first half of the song. Um, what was the? What was the? I might end up bringing the these because they're all so good. Um, you look like the rejected love child of a dwarf Sasquatch and the Wolf Man. A Florida man once reported sightings of you. <laughs> you look like an Aldi brand Hobbit. <laughs> Um, you oh. look like a great value, Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Where's the one? Where's the one? Uh, you could run your own sweater business if you shaved, but then no one would want to be in a sweater that felt like a blanket of pubes. <laughs> Glad you're making a podcast. you don't only have the face for radio, but your voice should be banned by the Geneva Convention. <laughs> God. They showed out. <laughs> they shit, really man. did. They really did well. Um fuck where's was there was one. I forget. You look like your younger siblings hesitate to call you their big brother. <laughs> and then uh th- there's a bunch more and then one of my last favorites is you look like you drop common loot. <laughs> that's wow,
1: that's a really good one. God damn. <laughs>
0: Oh, I love my friends. Shout out to all you guys. Keep it coming. Keep it coming on the face. Like I said, keep it coming on the Facebook page. Keep it coming on my Facebook. Christopher Vangeloff. Uh This is fun. I really enjoyed watching them. People apologize to me. They're like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like, I asked for this. Yeah, Let's this do this. Let's go. I uh, and I, I've got a pretty thick skin. I was bullied quite a bit when I was younger <laughs> and I just don't give a fuck anymore. So I am who I am. And let me know what's fucked up. <laughs> Um the question I had, and I really wish again Andrew was here, but he got st- held up because someone else didn't show up for work, so he had to cover for him. Is there an adult brand potato head? Like fleshlight <laughs> like style, like where I you can like, it. Yeah, where you can like add different parts to your fleshlight. Let's see. Because <laughs> like there's like adult brand of everything else. But like adult potato heads, where like you can add the dick, or you can add like the big ol' ass on it.
1: When I Google adult potato head, the only thing that comes up is an adult-sized potato head costume. Oh. So let me see. What if
0: I type in penis potato head? This could be. This could be bad. This could be bad. Penis potato head. It just has a dick. (laughs) The top thing I got was the Mr. Potato Head scandal is the dumbest controversy of the week. There's got to be someone has got to have been like, I want to add, like, Mr. Potato Head smoking a joint or like with a crack pipe. (laughs)
1: Uh, The only thing I found is somebody made stop motion Mr. Potato Head porn because of (laughs) Rule 34.
0: Oh, oh my. That's the only thing I could
1: find. And then a hand drawn picture. Of Miss Potato Head putting a big old putting dick. a big
0: old purple dick on Mr. Potato Head.
1: That's the only thing huh. I can find.
0: I really thought that would pan out more. I specifically didn't I had so much faith in the internet that this would be a thing. Yeah, that, uh, I
1: don't see any. Not anything I can That's fucking Google. dumb.
0: That's yeah. stupid. We're gonna make an adult version of Mr. Potato Head and give him big old tits.
1: We're gonna be millionaires.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll call him Spudhead. 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 That way we don't get sued. Exactly And then he's gonna get big old titties But he can also have a dick Yeah that's okay
1: Yeah It's okay If you one. wanna
0: have titties and a dick We at Friends on Purpose Purpose We support you mm-hmm. We support you entirely My roommate got hit by a car this week What? Yeah <laughs> She was She was crossing a parking lot Like She was walking on the sidewalk And crossing like Through where cars turn in For a parking lot And this dude just thunk, Just hit her Left the gr- She left the ground And all that he took off. Uh, a couple saw it happen. The mom got out. She was a nurse, and came out, took care of my roommate. And then the the older gentleman took off after this guy. Got him to come back, and uh, you know he's going to be at fault for all stuff. But an ambulance was called, and they told her they didn't have peroxide in the ambulance, so they couldn't treat her wounds. They just wrapped it up. What the fuck? Like what do you have in what do you have in there then? We got sour patch kids, but we don't have peroxide. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like you figure peroxide would be like yeah. bounds of plenty in an ambulance. But she had the ambulance drop her off back home and came in and like knocked on her door I was like, Hey, I was hit by a car, just so you know. And we were like, Wait, 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 what? Yeah. Was like, hang on a second. Why are you not in the hospital? And she goes, Oh, I don't need it. And I told her, I was like, You're probably in shock. Like, you don't, like, I was. I asked her, did you leave the ground? She goes, yeah. And I was like, you need to go to the hospital, because you might have internal bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> like, and apparently there's was an older gentleman. He's paying for all of it. He fucking better, because there's a police report about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then... She was like, "No, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it." And then our other roommate talked to her, and then three hours later, she's like, "I'm going to the hospital, guys. I'll be back later." And then of course, BG's hospital. They didn't do fucking shit. I hate the the hospital here. If you've ever been to the Bowling Green Hospital,
1: I just feel like they assume everyone is drunk.
0: They they assume they're drunk or lying because they were like giving her all sorts of shit. Now she's she's a short, maybe five foot five. Blonde, long blonde hair guy. I'm really in the Japanese culture What's up? Like that whole thing And I could totally see What well, they'd be like yeah, Okay But When someone comes in With their leg bleeding And says yeah. I was just hit by a car you like, you think they would go Like okay We'll do some x-rays Make sure there's no Like internal bleeding Any of that stuff But we literally had to go To the CVS And get her Like wound treatment For this. I'm like, what the fuck are we paying you people for?
1: Jesus Christ. Like, she's got
0: to pay for that ambulance ride now. Yeah, it's going to be 5K. Yeah. Minimally. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. Do you know how much a cough drop costs in the hospital? $10. For one. I believe that. They're individually wrapped. And they say Mm -hmm. halls right on them. So they're, they're literally taking, they're like buying hauls, putting them in an individual pack and charging $10 for one. Yeah. Like I got a tickle in my throat. Let me just get a hauls real quick. And they're like, okay, $10. Yeah. like What the fuck?
1: That's a whole separate thing we could go into about the <laughs> medical industry and what they charge.
0: Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Do we you got- have any? So, okay. So I've been wanting to ask you, what do you, are your plans? What do you want to get out of this podcast?
1: I really enjoy having dumb conversations right. with people. Yeah. I, in my late 20s, started getting really into the idea of content creation mm. as a form of entertainment. Same. So, I want
0: to be, I finally figured out, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Entertainer. I want to be a personality of some sort. Like, that's, oh, and that's, a, that's a big pull. <laughs> like yeah. It's really hard to do. <laughs> it really is. But
1: I, uh, I I, think through, and a lot of it goes back to, I have said it before, but a lot of it goes back to, I think, the amount of, like, the depression and everything that I was dealing this with. This helps so the much. The only thing that got me through it was, one, two things. One was listening to other people's content.
0: Yeah. And well it's almost like you're sitting in a room of friends. Yeah. Like when I listen to like Tell em Steve Dave or um Round Table of Gentlemen, it's mm-hmm. like you you it's kind of like you're outside of a window of a really good party. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically and you're just hearing like all the funny shit going and then on. just like like creating
1: things that I know that other people enjoy. Right. And I mean, I've always been considered myself like a quote-unquote artist, whether I'm good at what I do or not. You're still an artist. I've created music. You've created more than I have, that's for sure. (laughs) I write poetry. Like, I do all of this stuff, and it's always kind of been my my therapy, basically. So, to me, I just want to create things that other people can enjoy and make them laugh. It's why, like... (laughs) I Bring have a tendency up. to go overboard with my jokes and things. Again, I'm going to say it. I don't joke about child rape in my everyday life.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh, but but even, that's okay. I'm I'm totally okay as much as I was against that. Yes. Like, that, that, like very few things offend me, but that just hit my ear wrong. Uh, it is like supposed no. to. <laughs> uh,
1: but even with, like, the other podcasts, the podcasts that dreaded sundown and stuff like that, like, I would try to just Which like, is good.
0: That's a good podcast. I've been listening to a bit of them and it's, it's good. Fun. It's But I try yeah. to
1: like be kind of like a little bit over the top to yeah. like make people laugh. I want to make jokes. I wanna want to entertain or yeah.
0: people. Do you remember the first time you made like a room laugh? Uh, like do I don't you... I know if I do or not. Like at that moment you're like, oh shit, this feels good. This I, feels real good to make everybody laugh.
1: I've always kind of been like that like... I was always the quote. I never got voted it because you know, was right? The class clown. But I was always the class clown. I would always make people laugh. That was just like kind of always like my spot, right? Um, and I it's so weird to me because I'm so surprised. I really didn't get into more forms of like entertainment. Sooner. Right.
0: I I really wish I would have gotten into like how stand up works. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. Because not to toot my own horn, but I have. I feel like I have the voice and like. I can change my voice to do wild things to entertain. Yeah. And uh, I'd really I I don't think I could do stand up. I don't have the writing prowess for it. Agreed. Like the here's the setup, here's the punch down, here's the the whole thing. But I do enjoy it, so that's why I wanted to start a podcast and be like our conversations are funny, so let's just go with that cuz yeah. I'm more I'm more of like a in the moment mm-hmm. like give me something and I'll riff on it.
1: That's yeah, thing. 100% same where I'm at. I think that, for me, the biggest thing was metal enveloped my life so fast mm-hmm. and, like, playing live shows and stuff that it yeah. took over everything else.
0: But even that, to me, was... Well, the people who do multiple types of media just blow my fucking mind. Like Childish Gambino. Yeah. Like, how do you have fucking time? I fucking love that dude so much.
1: But um, <laughs> I just think, like, even for that, I was always, like, the... Like, I was more concerned about, like, the live show and things like that. Recording's fun. Writing music is fun. But for me, it was always about the live show. It was about the yeah. entertainment. I didn't like. I would sacrifice like trying to sound as good as I could for the entertainment value. So sometimes I was sloppy live and stuff. But it's right. because I'm fucking throwing my guitar all over the that's place. That's what people want to the see. They don't want to see a
0: dead band. Yeah. You've, oh God. Now the only band that I've seen that I would consider a dead band that it was like still really good because one person was really fucking into it was Cage the Elephant, I'm and that. Uh, you you don't like the Elephant?
1: Never really listened.
0: No, oh, I fucking love them. I saw them um my 23rd birthday. I got to go see them and uh their guitarist is very meek person from what I've heard. And so he kind of, like, turns to the side and just keeps jamming to himself while he's playing on stage. Kind of in one spot, but he's kind of, like, getting into it in his own head. Yeah. And then the lead singer's just all over the fucking stage doing everything. Like, I loved him. That that show was so good. But, like, again, like, disturbed. Like, when you're playing a song like Down With The Sickness that is loved by so many people, like, it's a pump-up jam. Just that. (laughs) Just that. To see the lead singer just kind of half-ass it, yeah, was it took we, it he took. He's probably every,
1: been playing that show for fucking. I understand 18 years that, by that, but point. we
0: paid money to see you, and without us, you're nothing. Without yeah. the fa- and that's one thing I've taken to heart. As soon as I hit a stage, was without your fans, without people coming there to listen. No, without your fans, you're nothing, bro. I get
1: that, but you're nothing. I'm.
0: You're just a dude in the garage playing music.
1: Agreed. But I am 50-50 on that because... Uh, and it changed later, but early on in my music career, like I've always viewed it as I don't write... Or at least I didn't. Uh, I didn't write music for people. I wrote it.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ,
1: I smacked that. <laughs> I wrote music for me. Yeah. And even the performances... Like, I played shows for me. I needed it. It was my yeah. therapy. But at the same time, I released music for other people. Right. I didn't release it for me. I wrote it for me. Yeah. But I'm releasing it for other yeah, people. Yeah, that's a fine line.
0: Yeah. Like, if you're using it for, like, a, a form of therapy. Yeah, it's a still, little... And I but, feel
1: that way about shows, though. Like, playing a couple local shows, like, around the area no. a couple times a year, for for me, that would be for me. If I'm going on tour... That's for other people, and you're nothing without the fans, because that tour's not happening without them. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. But, like, if I'm just playing a couple shows, you know, that's probably more for me, and it's more Mm -hmm. my own therapy than it is for the fans.
0: When I was on stage, just the the energy I would exert, I would be so tired afterwards, because we literally had a a quote-unquote roadie that his sole job before I got a uh, uh, shore pack, before I got, like, a wireless setup, his sole job was to plug my amp back in. Because I would yank the fucking cable out of the yeah. amp because I was moving around so much and jumping up and down and crazy shit. I'd be spinning so much, I'd be wrapped around my legs and I like, could just pop out of the amp. Sam Spence, shout out. Thank you for plugging my amp back in all those shows. Because <laughs> <laughs> like the rhythm guitar would just cut for like a second <laughs> and then he'd just pop right back in. But I just, I just loved it. I loved being an entertainer no matter what it was, be it. Mm -hmm. At a party where all for some reason all eyes are on you. Yeah. For some you're telling a story or something. And it just it just felt really good. And to make people laugh. I remember I was like six years old and I was doing so I was doing something stupid, just a weird movement, which I think was just me humping the floor, which was funny to see a six-year-old do it who has knows nothing about sex. Yeah. But all the adults in the room were laughing. So I was like Oh, I like this. this yeah. is good. So I just kept doing it. <laughs> I just kept doing it over. And from that moment forward, it was like, I want to make people laugh. I want to make people have a good time, which has kind of fucked me because I'm more of a people pleaser. I'm getting over it. But being a people pleaser can really fuck you over.
1: It really can. Because
0: you won't stick up for yourself.
1: And that's the thing. I have... and it, It's really basically later in my early... My, Later in my early, uh, later in my twenties, because before that I was kind of so involved in music and stuff like that. I didn't really consider like entertainment as like a, a thing that I wanted to do, but I have such like a fine line between things now where like there's certain like times and places and venues for it. Yeah. So I wouldn't really consider myself a people pleaser. I have no problem pissing people off. Right. I think it's Hang part on. of the reason. I got to pee.
0: I got to pee real bad. I'm going to hold it.
1: You're good. You can I, keep going. You I can keep again, too. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I think it's part of the reason I'm good at my job that I do now is because I don't care what you think. I, like, this has to happen. We're going to get it done. But I've always had, like, venues. It's why I think that I kind of step things up when I'm on a podcast. Or what tends to happen is when I'm drunk in a party and I'm trying to entertain people. Is I have certain venues that I want to be that entertainment for. And I can kind of shut it off. I can be serious. I can have a serious conversation. And I can just be, I don't know, normal for certain things. But then when I want to turn it on, I can also be that kind of entertainer and stuff like that. I don't know. It's a a weird thing. I really, really, really want to try my hand at acting. I've never done it before. Uh, I was in like a couple plays and stuff when I was like in school but I've never done anything outside of that.
0: Yeah, same. I've also wanted to try acting in some form. Um uh, I did a little bit. I uh, I did uh I was Jean Valjean in uh rendition of Les Mis, but that's a little bit different. You're singing and I've been yeah. I was singing for 12 years. And carrying Marius across the stage was very difficult for someone my size. Yeah. But um I enjoyed it, but I never did it again. And I think it'd be a lot of fun to like do like a comedy something. I
1: really want to do horror, cause but I love horror movies. That's like my yeah. my jam. So. Like my
0: idol for entertainment is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. Just he and watching his stand up from back at the Comedy Store and shit like that was it. It's mind blowing because he can just he just turns it on yeah. and it just goes like when. They're like if you look at scripts that they know Jim Carrey's going to be the lead It'll just say Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey. Yeah for like 30 minutes <laughs> It's and then that's what I want is they're like we know We know what you are and that's what we want. Yeah. So just do you you do you and I, I have no idea how to get into that And the, yeah. Would we just start doing YouTube shorts and shit we can I'm can. about it. Andrew and I have a lot of ideas if you want I, to get in on it.
1: That's my biggest thing. I am not the idea person.
0: Andrew's really good at that. So if he's the idea person, we can make this happen. Yeah, we can We can start doing YouTube content. We yeah. have a lot of... I have this whole sketch idea. So for those non-smokers out there... I was uh, going to
1: say, do you want to give it away? Oh, I'll
0: do it right now. And if someone else can do this, I would love to see it. If they can do it better than I can, I would absolutely love to see it. But... um. I was At the time that I came up with this, I was watching a lot of uh, videos of, like, mixology and stuff like that. And they were so elaborate with this crazy music, and they would slow-mo the pour of it. And uh, I'm a big 420-friendly guy. I love doing my dabs. And what I want is to do a YouTube video where you start out, like, a very nice piece of glass, like a, a glass pipe. With your concentrate and like a really like I would be really nicely dressed and I'm like getting my dab all ready and there's like playing in the background some beautiful classical music and me just getting it all ready and like using the blowtorch to heat the banger up. And then as I take the hit. Just it all goes bad, <laughs> like, but the music still stays the same, but it's like slow-mo of me just hacking up my lungs afterwards, <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's still, go- I think that would just be wonderful. If, if I conveyed that at all, make it happen.
1: We can make that
0: happen. <laughs> it's so great. Do you have any sort of video production? I've never done it. Uh, but I mean,
1: my phone does shoot in 4K. Wait,
0: right, same. So, same, same. What, you got an iPhone over there?
1: Yeah, the you 10 got. Max. Yeah, I did well, break my. I got
0: the S20. Cover. You got 100 times zoom? I don't think you do. Samsung, bing!
1: I don't think I do. I don't know what the fuck zoom it is, but.
0: 100 times, baby. All right. It's about Remember. that time, though. It is about that time. We're going to wrap mm-hmm. it up. Unfortunately, Andrew was not able to join us today, and we missed him. So, this is weird. It was weird. It was fun. Yeah. This it was is fun. a fun podcast. It was fun getting into our metal roots again. Yeah. But we got an empty seat here, and I miss my buddy. Yeah. I I usually see him once a week. I'll see if he wants to go out to breakfast or something tomorrow. So, yeah, again, follow us on Twitter. God damn it, we need followers, people! And I just realized that I have not been adding any hashtags to our posts on there so like it's not reaching people who don't follow us yeah and i was like oh shit that's entirely how twitter works so i'm gonna start doing that a lot more as soon as i did do it once like people liked it that i had no idea who they were and stuff like that yeah when i compared you to a dwarf (laughs) good i read it you got a dwarf build bro i
1: read it and i was like Oh, I'm the door fan. Yeah, Andrew's definitely <laughs> Andrew's definitely
0: the elf, and I'm definitely the hobbit. So um, just follow us on Twitter at Porpois Pod, and just fucking be good to each other, guys. We're still going through some bullshit right now of yeah. this division of stuff. Be friends. Be friends on Porpoise, okay? Mm-hmm. Find those people that you trust, that you love, and keep them close. Stop worrying about what's outside of your immediate circle. The stuff you can't control. Like, fuck it. Just be fucking happy, damn it. I'm like, oh, I'm all better now. My depression is gone. He told me to be happy. But, like, focus on those around. That's what helped my mental health was focusing on those around me, what I can change, and stop worrying about the stuff you can't.
1: I can agree with that.
0: I think that's some, the, my message for the last 30 seconds of this podcast. So, as always, be good to each other, guys. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye.
1: Hello everyone, this is Mike from Friends on Porpoise, and we talked about it with the band members of Settle the Sky, and they said it was fine if we added a track to the end of it, so I'm going to include a song from the new Settle the Sky EP, Uh, it came out January 1st, 2021, and the song on this is, uh, I decided to use my personal favorite song, which is called Gods Can Grow Beards All Over, which for those of you who may actually listen to metal know is a reference to the old uh, Devil Wars Prada song, Dogs Can Grow Beards All Over. It's not any type of shade or anything like that. We love the Devil Wars Prada. Um, they were a lot of the reason we became who we became. We li- all, all of the band listened to it back in the day. And uh, our, our friend, who's the former drummer of Once Nothing and Haste of the Day, actually plays drums for them currently. So it's all love. It's just a little joke from us but this is my personal favorite song off the ep so go ahead and enjoy uh gods can grow beards all over by settle the sky